0: Here's an easy way we can get rid of one of them. Let's throw them to the motherfucking wolves! Everyone, he's a racist! And you know what? Oh, he lives in Germany to play in the Prime League. He hates Jews, everyone! He fucking thinks Jews are- That's what they've done!
1: Hey, Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Side Select. I am your host, Fox Shop, joined by our lovely regular panellists, if we can call them that, Thorin and Rich. Uh, We're talking about some esports stuff today, lots of different games actually, LEC, uh, well that's League of Legends, uh, Valorant, CSGO, but of course before we get into the esports things we have to talk about the most important thing, the question of the day. I've actually been thinking about this one and I think I've got a banging question for you guys today, alright? So if you don't know, I always ask Rich and Dorian a food related question and we always get some interesting opinions, Dorian's always stereotypically northern, Rich is always talking about his middle class growing up in the... French Alps, Swiss Alps? Yes, one French. Kids.
0: It was French, yeah.
1: Yep. I didn't um, grow up in the French
2: Alps, to be clear. <laughs> it's <laughs> better if you did, though. He's making the
1: story better, that's the thing. He's making true, it better. Yeah. Oh, so much better. <laughs> uh, but today, I have, a, I have a more philosophical food question for you, okay? If you could remove your necessity to eat food, but at the same time also remove your ability to enjoy food, would you do it so in case that wasn't clear enough like you know you never have to eat food again you're not hungry you don't have yeah, to yeah. eat sustenance but all those yummy things that you love to eat you can't enjoy them anymore they're gone as well
2: I have a I almost certainly question. would take this by the way yeah go uh, on what's, yeah, the con- well, what's the context if you were to eat hypothetically what happens just the normal shit goes just your do it doesn't taste and then...
0: like anything like yeah, I guess yeah I
1: guess it's like eating sand okay. I guess <laughs> I, I would
0: almost certainly take that because here's the, the problem with that premise as far as I can tell is like I actually think the fact that you have to eat food is what tortures people when they have these temptations for all the snacks and the, like if anything I think the biggest moment of weakness is if you let yourself get really hungry you haven't got any meal prepared that's when you hit the old app when the phone you get the pizza so I have to yeah. say in life in general like yeah food can be really nice it's obviously a great social thing but if I could actually choose to eliminate it but get all like my nutrients and all of it and I just, essentially I just take that equation out and therefore I also can't wreck myself with too much. I'll definitely do that. i am definitely. Mm -hmm. I look. I know for some people it would probably be a big deal, but I I could enjoy all the rest of life—fucking sunsets and paintings and and all—and be perfect, all thin, and that's all. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be on. I'd be on that shit that makes everyone just get really angry on the internet, where you just go, "It's true. Skinny tastes better than whatever you know, food feels, or whatever the fuck that line is (laughs) that makes them all really upset." (laughs)
1: what about you rich because you wouldn't be able to get any off
2: all or any of your you seem like a bit of a foodie
0: yeah Yeah. wouldn't it be a big deal for you well
2: uh, here's the thing so again i'm assuming if i don't that without having the necessity to eat is equivalent that my body is as it would be if i was taking in like the perfect level of sustenance right i that's like the only way to view the question because obviously oh. if it's like oh yeah. but you're just uh eating the average british diet well then no because then that isn't it i'll just be in a, a horrible state i'd imagine so if i'm in like perfectly you know perfect nutrition as it were as a result of not eating then yeah i'm definitely taking that the biggest downside as soren suggests, is like kind of the the social aspect and also some sort of awkward aspects where it's like oh well everyone everyone's eating lunch now aren't they what do I do like you know it's just random like small things that you don't really legislate for but I think ultimately you just have more time to do more shit really so yeah assuming that I don't my health doesn't suffer as a result I'm 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 picking that because the other thing is as well look at it like this when you're full you don't crave food right so if I never need food I assume I'm gonna kind of feel akin to if I was full like I'm actually put off by the idea of eating because I don't need to eat so I assume I'm not even going to miss food I'm just going to be like in the same way that when you're full you couldn't pay me to have another bite or something so yeah
1: no I think I, I know I'm taking you mean, some liberties
2: it, here with my answer by the way and waiting it, wait in it but... we're
1: deeping it a bit but you would still you know you would still you would miss the food you find really yummy it's just you know, it'd be the, like being a
0: vampire you know they're always a bit wistful yeah. for the things that you know yeah. obviously you get the benefit of the eternal life but you don't get to enjoy certain human things do you isn't the yeah. better it,
2: wouldn't it be better right if it was like the same question but you go through the full cycle of like being hungry and then not like around meal times or whatever but without actually ever needing to eat so it's essentially mm. like you never actually need to eat but you will be hungry just before one and then that'll tail off and then by dinner time you're hungry it's just that you never have to eat because if it's just you're never hungry and you don't have to eat it's like okay cool I've got two more hours of the day to do shit, but outside of that yeah no I'm 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 picking the no food option see
1: this seems like quite a unanimous and almost quite probably one of the shortest answers you guys have ever given me to this thing and I thought this would be quite a long a sex okay. bit here because everyone I talk to is like no can you imagine that never having like a really nice katsukari ever or you know they just mention all these things that they really enjoy eating and like they'd never be able to eat it again they would get be able to enjoy it and I I'm know that like... is like
0: a super popular sentiment it's a bit like if you ever do any kind of diet right people can't just go oh I'm happy for you they have to go I couldn't do that because I love <laughs> x y and z but I always think this like you, do, you actually if you think about it you don't it's a bit like that stupid thing where you know if you say something like a general piece of like advice like do what makes you happy, and then they go, yeah. What about serial killers? It's like no. If you think about it, fundamentally, that doesn't make them happy. That's clearly not coming from a place of happiness. That's actually the opposite. You've, you've you've fucked it up there with a silly straw man. So similarly, right? When people say like, oh, I couldn't do it, it's like you're just addicted to that flavour, mate, or that taste, or like, in, as I said, a moment in your life where that fills something and gives you a sense. Of, if you actually stop for a while, like people have done this, I'm sure those cravings go away. They really do. It's not the case, by the way. This is why I totally now have a totally different spectrum on stuff like medieval monks and stuff because. I realize actually when you attain a certain state of mind like you just don't think about those things anymore you actually can't sort of tune into other stuff so I know what they mean like at one point I would have thought I was like a sugar addict I love fucking candy and all that shit but I've also gone through like years where I just didn't have any and it's totally fine you don't you yeah. don't really miss it in fact what's f- what's really freaky is you'll notice as they go away that it is just psychological eventually you don't even get like the physical you always just have a thing that's sort of like oh I haven't done that in a while and you're like wait a minute why am I even thinking that what the fuck I don't I don't even have a craving to do it but that, that's why that. Talk is interesting but there's like more to it than i think people yeah. sort of
2: give you know the thing is so, i oh, sorry i was gonna sorry, say man. i've had the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, i've had this very recently as well like um and this is a good good tip for anyone looking to to be healthier or whatever or just struggling starting out with a diet like i've had periods where um for like medical reasons or whatever like recently as well i've had to go on like a specific diet to deal with like internal inflammation and obviously the nice thing about that is loads of that stuff is like It's basically just healthy food versus not healthy food, like sugars, Mm. surprisingly, uh, inflammatory as fuck. Vegetables. most of it's actually worth just yeah, doing yeah. it yeah like, it's
0: going to make you feel better by the way and that you since you've invoked like we never talked about this on the show since you've invoked whatever you're going through the last few months i remember <laughs> when you first came back from that because if you don't know Rich had to go away for a week or two when you first came back i remember just reading the reddit co- the youtube comments and there was just some comment like wow rich just looks like he's just had AIDS or something i was like fucking hell they do- <laughs> why you even take that chance on that statement like what the why is the internet so bad like this dude oh <laughs> uh, but
2: i mean so oh, without going into too many details
0: <laughs> no you but, don't have to I don't but I've,
2: I've had uh i've had like a continuous complications let's say and but basically i've just been trying to eat a diet which is like zero inflammation and that means basically like no sugars no like white breads and oh yeah uh, it's super complex hard, it? carbs yeah. whatever yeah. and after a while, again, it is about the two week threshold or whatever. You do not crave any of those oh, things no. you didn't need at all. Like I actually have to think about it. Like, I've got some random fucking. and i bet you feel and, like, way better. You don't get the same yeah.
0: crash and fucking yeah. energy spike all over the place, right? In fact, all that shit like, oh, I feel tired they have to do because that. you had a massive lunch. Yeah. <laughs> and it's mm. just, isn't it?
2: But yeah, for anyone who like wants to you know go on a diet because i want to lose weight or whatever, and they say, Oh, I don't think I can commit to that, just do it for two weeks and yeah, then after two you week, can do it, it's it So much easier, yes. yeah, so much easier.
0: Everyone could do it in my opinion, yeah, if you just definitely. get like you say the the first part is the hardest it's not the last you think it's going to be later on again it? no it's just the no. first it's breaking the habit is the hard part and that's the yeah. thing I don't even have I, I never have cheat meals or anything because you don't even want them like if you do it no. properly
2: the people who do cheat meals they do it because they actively want them or they're like a proper yeah. foodie or whatever like you don't actually need them at all to like stay the course
0: Oh mate, I'll tell you one of the most disappointing meals I've ever had in my life was when we did Flashpoint 2, I don't know if you know the background to that but because that was at the end of 2020 in the fucking United Kingdom spoiler, I told Monty and the rest of them, don't fucking hold it in the UK this is so stupid if you know about all the lockdowns that we implemented, like it's going to be a nightmare to run this event, we're probably going to get scuppered I even told them, I can't we just do it in like Sweden or Serbia or one of these countries where it's like, like things are open, you can just go around, but anyway we had to hold it so what that basically meant was, they made a bubble which was sort of just locking Us into Twickenham Stadium. Right, one thing, by the way, guys, spoiler, you'll be so underwhelmed if you ever work behind the scenes in TV or esports, because what you'll learn is it's all a facade. So I was in the stadium where if they do like the Rugby World Cup, they do like the TV segments. It's only the part that's on camera that looks good. The rest is just a shitty like industrial room. Like it's nothing. The whole thing, like even that hotel that is there, it's like from the 80s, mate. It's not some luxurious like American one with it's just shit. So, first of all, mad underwhelming. And then when I was there, right, because I was going to be there, whole month i was like right fuck it we've only got these people making simple meals so i'll just do i'm going to do my keto for the whole month i'm not gonna take any breaks and i had done i had done like almost a whole month basically so i was like right i'll have a cheap meal so i thought because i'm from the northeast you ready here we go foxtrot always on theme (laughs) mate because i'm from the northeast naively i thought well whatever you just get a don a kebab from anywhere can't you they all, they're all just the same shit. It just comes off the big elephant leg it's all good it Tastes the same curry and chili and garlic sauce bit of pita so i just ordered a random kebab and what i didn't know about you southerners is it's a fucking lottery ordering a kebab in down south what so mate this kebab that came and i ate it remember the first problem i'm having is i'm sort of doing it like you're saying because i haven't had one in a while but because i've been on keto and i haven't got the cravings it's not tasting as great as it's not fe- feeding that and this kebab was just really bad and i remember eating it just being like first of all i've just wasted a cheat meal on that and then secondly why do i ever order that like unless it's actually a really good one why would you order a bad one you know what i mean it's just, so rubbish isn't it you might as well mm. treat yourself if you can have a cheat meal. That's awesome yeah <laughs> Don't no, they're, shit kebab. They're terrible Down south, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, no. didn't, I didn't know this was a thing I'm, i know it sounded like a northern boomer i actually thought like kebabs were the thing of all around the uk
2: no i lived in berlin I mean... for five years and they if you get a random kebab there you nine times out of ten you'll be like well they have well some pretty good ones it. yeah yeah, yeah. It, no yeah. downtown they're terrible you, they're just I mean, I'm like not... outside nightclubs
1: Kebab, yeah exactly kebabs are still a thing down here uh i i've i don't have much to compare it though because i don't really like kebabs anyway so i've not had different kebabs from other places it just okay. seems like a bit of a ship type of food like you just get it when you're either pissed or just really really hungry they're like those um, chicken
2: sh- those fried chicken shops that are everywhere usually next yeah. to the bab shop outside of the nightclub or yeah, just all shit and <laughs> then every now and then you'll yeah. have one where you're like oh Ooh, but that's that's the exception, not the rule. By sure. the way,
0: if people are from other countries, because they're not going to know this, we have this really insane social phenomenon because we've obviously had Indian people for so long have lived in the UK where, bizarrely, it's all Indian people who run those, like, rip-off yeah. KFC-type fried chicken shops, right? And first of all, there's a really weird thing where what they do is, it's never just fried chicken. It's like, I also yeah. make you a pizza and a burger. And it's yeah. like, bro, there's literally a shop next door. Pizza? So I've never understood that. They'll literally do like everything on the menu. But then the weirdest yeah. thing is, in the UK, the entire entire thing is like to get as close to copyright infringement on KFC as possible without doing it so for example they'll even say stuff like it's like it's southern like fry chicken you know like (laughs) they'll do stuff like that it's like what that's what I love is like how it's like they're so blatant they're not even pretending they're like accidentally bumbling. they're like intentionally trying to like be like we're almost KFC it's like you're not though almost it's such a weird phenomenon because everywhere all the cities in the uk have exactly loads of all shops loads when, of them when
2: uh yeah. when i when i lived in like the center of london there was one uh, next to me called cfk and their slogan, their slogan was literally toe-lickingly good
0: uh, what that's hilarious <laughs> what though because that the that? joke is that puts you off eating it, yeah. it? i know exactly <laughs> Exactly. What's all perfect that far Oh, no, it's like special fetish. Lo- it
2: But the logo though was like a. Foot, well, you, you know your there? feet? I don't know. It was a foot with like gravy, like tantalisingly dripping oh. off the toes. It's like okay. You have under a dancing chicken. Right. Yeah, no, it's a that banger. If it's still right. there, it's in uh, near Arsenal. Uh, near Finsbury Park. There it's you go. CF, CFK. It was even. By CFK the way, C K F or whatever.
0: I obviously don't want to repeat the same anecdote. So tell me if I've told you. Well. Have I ever told you the stupid story about trying to get gravy at K F C in the Netherlands when I first came here? Uh. Don't no think. it doesn't I sound like it, it. so like, this is a quick one here we go this will wrap it up here foxtrot uh, okay. when i first moved to the netherlands i've been loads of times before but obviously i was coming as a tourist or stag do or, you know drum bass night or something i'm not coming to live there properly so when yeah. i was properly living there i just went to kfc one time and i actually haven't been to it in the netherlands and in the uk again i'm naive i think everything's the same as the uk i go like oh can i have some gravy with that because obviously in the uk they get all the like fat of the chicken and the bones mm-hmm. of that, and that then they make like a delicious gravy it tastes like super rich and if you like the chicken flavor it's just a mega thing to go with it. and i say kind some gravy. And this guy who's like, think about the sort of person who works behind the counter at KFC, obviously he's like, you know, like a 19 year old Dutch guy. So he has good English, but obviously every now and then there might be a word that gets caught or something. So what happens is he says to me, this is all he replies. He goes, no, sir, that's illegal in the Netherlands and i remember and i, and I literally remember turning to the person i'm like it's illegal to have gravy." let's get the fuck out but i know what he meant was like something like you know like we just don't serve it because i'm assuming yeah. they have some like it's weird health thing or they think it's too fatty or so. i know what he meant but when he said like gravy's illegal i was like what what, the, what have i done i've just moved here bloody hell i love gravy what are you talking
2: maybe about? he was just a gamer he was like nah that's illegal mate you can't oh, yeah, it was casual yeah. yeah it actually yeah. was
0: casual this is before he got the uh gig on huk you know yeah. exactly after that, I heard he went out back and sucked Dracos off or something. Oh, sorry. Is this <laughs> still on? Sorry, my, my bad. Jesus Christ. Here's the as thing, a, mate. I, I've made my persona where I can get away with it like That's not even going to be the worst thing I say this week, so keep going. And a, I, I do will, love I will, schedule. I, I, will compliment,
1: I, will, I will compliment Rich's story of totally looking good, which is just a really minor one, oh, a really minor
2: long. one. And then I'll, then I'll, then Go I'll on then. move on. If no, you've no, got no, totally. something
1: you wanted to add
2: there, Rich. No, I was I'm just going to add that. I saw a really good Reddit comment the other day, which says something along the lines of, I bet Cadril's really sad that uh, the road show this year isn't in Paris, so that Medic and uh, Dracos can eiffel tower him. Oh god! Oh, Fucking hell! All right.
0: <laughs> Where's the See, Mad see, seemed like quite light-hearted and bad compared to that, didn't it? Like I was just being a bit bit saucy. Y'all are all going too far?
1: Okay, so <laughs> sorry. This this around the hour, It's not it's not as interesting as as the build up is going to imply. But I there was a, there's a chippy down the road from me that was called Thank. Thank God it's Friday. Okay? That's pretty good though. That's actually yeah. good. That, that's a legit pun. Okay. It's two puns in one. Uh unfortunately it went under. And now it's it's like Uncle Uncle Gazes or something. I don't know. Something like I don't know. The worst fish and chips I've ever had in my life. However, they've still got some of the thank God it's Friday branding up, and there's just a little sticker on the uh on the counter where all the fish and chips fish and chip is and they've scratched off part of the branding that's irrelevant and left some bits and i took a picture of it which you won't be able to see but it's here i'm reading it off a picture it says thanks it fish and chips so that's the relevant part of okay. of uh, thank god it's thank thank god it's fridays it's now just thanks it's fish and chips not really it's as catchy
0: but whatever. not quite as catchy but i mean i'm thinking. That is a banging name, though. I'll give. The- Normally they're shit. The puns. That's actually pretty good. That's that even works yeah. as a pun, by the way. It's like just a crowbar in there. Is it? it actually works?
1: It does. Yeah. They didn't even
0: fr- wanna... fry Friday
1: as well. There you
2: was... Didn't didn't want to even open a fish and chip shop. They just came up with a good enough pun that they just had to. Yeah. Really, didn't they? I mean,
1: exactly. why fuck
2: now? Aren't we? we? Have to do fish and chips. We can't. We can't
1: beat this. Let's talk about some esports, okay? We'll talk about some esports here. Food is great, but let's uh, let's do what we came here to do. We'll start with some Counter-Strike, shall we? It's uh, the ASL Pro League. It's kicked off. Vitality, Fnatic, and Na'Vi. They've all gotten themselves out of group. A, uh, but we haven't really seen the performances that we were necessarily expecting out of some of these teams, specifically uh, Navi, Unpoing, perhaps just just teeny weeny little bit. Uh, my question for you guys, I'm um, I'm gonna use it, I'm gonna read word for word what Rich has written in our document here because it's 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 a pun worth reading. The question for this one is very simple, guys. Starting with you, Rich, which of these three teams from Group A will go the furthest in the EPL?
2: simple was spelt with a one for anyone who was curious about that and you're probably wondering why would you write a gag that only works when it's written down that only two other people can see and the answer is just that kind of guy didn't really think it through uh right Uh, i mean yeah so for me uh this is actually one of the sort of rare moments where some things just work out like exactly how they're meant to work out and by that i mean like we've we spoke about sphinx going to vitality on a previous show and how like oh you know this is perfect you just insert this piece here and then the whole cake looks beautiful or whatever and obviously you know most of the time the theory doesn't quite match the reality but i actually feel like this is low-key matching the reality uh you know this tournament he's basically firmly slotting in as that secondary carry behind zywoo uh who's actually himself been looking pretty shit hot in these group games to be honest uh and the rest of the fragging responsibility like just feels like a lot more balanced now like it's no longer zywoo or bust or apex has to make the entry or it's bust or whatever like uh, it they just look it it looks to have been the perfect move i mean Fnatic like I think Fnatic look okay I think they look fine like they actually look a bit better than I thought they would when they picked these players up the problem I have with the Fnatic lineup is I'm still not sure I can see like a true star power carry potential yet like I don't feel like anyone's emerged as someone who's going to like carry this team in sort of the big moments obviously it's like really early days they did go three maps with Vitality and Na'Vi uh, but, you know, while the Vitality losses were close-ish, the Na'Vi ones were kind of stompy. Um, but, yeah, I'm just kind of waiting with Fnatic to see who's going to emerge from this lineup as someone who can, like, just grab a game and take it over. Because that is, like, the big question mark I have for them. Na'Vi, obviously, we've spoken about their problems before in previous shows as well. I think they're too reliant on simple, as many <laughs> simple lineups have been in the past. But the problem right now is I actually think you have a couple of teams where... You know a really well drilled phase even now like a really well drilled vitality once they're sort of fully synergized and have more time together i don't actually think it's enough to just pray to Allah that simple's gonna carry like every game like i just don't think you can do that anymore so i actually think that vitality is the easy answer i guess because obviously they've started the best but i i think they look most likely to go furthest in this tournament um Fnatic, i would expect to go the least far even though you know t- obviously they're above for navi and group a or whatever but as i said i just think in the big moments they're going to fall short i think they've got t- they've for me Fnatic has too many seven out of ten players right now and i feel that for example vitality have three seven out of ten players or maybe not but they've got two two nine out of ten players two players who can take over a game and obviously navi have simple and i think that matters so yeah i'll say i'll say vitality for sure
1: that's so vitality getting the furthest for ritual about Thor? And who do you think is going to be the best out
0: of those teams basically the short answer is i'm going to pick navi so i'll go through the three basically on vitality's side i agree with everything Rich i actually think again it looks like a slam dunk move it was one of the ones that seemed more like obvious that it would work whereas the g2 moves are all gambles and people don't know even though they also could be awesome which doesn't worked out the best part is, I actually think the key part to the Spinks move is a little bit of a nuanced point, which is usually I have an opinion that when a team fundamentally doesn't work, and by the way, the old Vitality fundamentally didn't work. They only had one fluke run ever, ever, literally. When that, when a team's that bad, it's not one player. It can't be one player. No one player can drag you down that much. Even a star underperforming, the rest of the team would look better. You know what I mean? Like that. But in this case, you did remove one player, but here's the key thing. Like Rich said, I think inserting that specific player, though, then has freed up people like Dupree and Magus. They're just role players now. And if they're your role players, they definitely are people who are still competent enough at fragging in the game to be good at that. People like Magus have probably already been headed that way in their career anyway the last few years. I actually think what it does is it puts other people in the place they need to be. And also, by the way, if you're Zewoo, now you can just, if you frag out, it's like Simple and Narvi. You're probably just guaranteed to win the game if you frag out now. Before, you had to frag out to lose the game 14-16, which obviously must be incredibly draining. I always have mad respect for those guys when they're solo carries. So I do think Vitality, all markers look up. Everything looks good. The map pool looks good. It's all looking great. The problem is this, is... We haven't really seen them in big pressure moment yet, though. That's the problem. They've been playing these group stages at the moment. So the issue with them as to why I can't pick them to go the furthest is I just have to see them in like a big semi final or something. I have To see them on a stage. These are the factors I still need to know what they are because I know people are going to think, like, but it's it's and Dupree and makers. It's like yeah, but it's it's in the specific team. They obviously they have all the experience on stage setups and matches, but they're also used to being on really good teams. They're, like they've been on a pretty bad one the, the last six months. They've been struggling. So if I tell it, he has a chance to do it, they would be the close second. Fnatic, I'm going to put a distant third. Basically, the thing with their team was, I didn't think they would get out of this group. So I thought they had no chance. But the thing is, I do think if you know the behind the scenes, basically, if you talk to like coaches who are around the bottom of tier one and the top of tier two, they'll tell you this is actually a banger lineup. Like, Fnatic's actually got out and sort of gotten players where they're sleepers and people wouldn't think they were going to be that good, or people thinking that team, some other guy was the better player. And that loads of these coaches were telling me, like, they've actually done a really good job there, bearing in mind they probably didn't want to spend much money. And the reason that it's interesting is because publicly, I've said, I was asked also by Fnatic, what's the shortlist of players? Who should I get? And the joke is, like, they either got none of them or they got the people at the bottom of my shortlist which to me is like Well, that sucks because to what Rich just said there, there is no Zebu and Spinks in Fnatic. It doesn't matter how good the rest of the team is. Like in at the end of the day, it's like I always say about the old classic criticism of Ronaldo, like, oh, it does just score goals. That is the number one win condition in football and always will be. And the best part about that win condition is it actually makes all the other win conditions go away. Like you can have possession all game long, mate. If I score three goals and you score two, I win the game. Your possession doesn't matter. It's like that with frags in Counter Strike. If you really can just headshot everyone consistently, it doesn't matter how good your team play the rest of it is so the thing about Fnatic is they do look like they could actually sort of be a sleeper team like a little canny squad get upsets like this occasionally like i say i'm being told that the base level of the team's not bad but i do think in counter-strike you could only go at the end of the day as far as your superstars your number one players take you and it's the reason why if you look at the end of the year I think usually the top 10 does have the best players now the order i usually would disagree with but those are the best players in the world and i have always hated that shit of like the fourth best player on the dominant team is top 10 in the what's like no chance mm. you idiot obviously the guy who's on his shit team just doesn't have good teammates but he's a monster so fnatic doesn't have that that equation so i think unless they make a player change all they can do is be sort of like maybe they can be maybe they could be like the 11th best team in the world that's like, i think that's that would even be a good sort of Range to be in. Then on the Na'Vi topic, this might seem counterintuitive because right now this could be the beginning of an RV slump. This could be where maybe there's some die. Maybe that was honeymoon period. Maybe it just worked initially. Maybe because it was before the break or the teams haven't had a chance to properly scout them, play against There's all set of factors you could add in. I've also always even said I have a concept I made in CS:GO called the in-game leader hangover effect, which is when you kick out the in-game leader. If you bring someone else in and you win the next tournament or do well, everyone goes like, I guess he did nothing. It's like it's probably the opposite it he probably actually did a lot he kept a lot of that at the next tournament you thought like change it gradually and that still works even when he's not there for anything that shows the guy probably was doing something so i think some of that could have been there but with all that said here's the reason why i would still pick navi because first of all when you see people's levels drop off right navi didn't just have a few people they normally have simple be number one ranked it was way below that then beyond that because it's lan everyone goes electronic gets the LAN buff it was pretty sort of humdrum and if people don't know for pro league group stage bit was the lowest rated player on their team this was the guy last year where they were trying to compare him as he was like the greatest rookie ever he was the guy who was like people were really i'm telling you every time he was close to simpler in numbers they were so horny to give him the mvp if they could just luckily because it simply would still at the end of the tournament just take off and he had no choice but to give it to him so i would just say this i don't expect all these players three big players the three big hitters to all underperform consistently like that that tells me probably simple being away was an issue. Maybe they, I mean, they all keep crying with every excuse in interviews. Like, our oh, tactics are breaking and all that. Well, the good news is you got Blades. So I think that'll all get fixed. So essentially, I think a lot of these markers turn around again. And the key thing is this. If it was any other team, I would have said early on, like, nah, they can't maintain this fragging. Like, nobody can do that. Like, now they can actually. This team actually seems like the only one in history that can actually just, like, three people could just frag out insane the whole time in most series so when they get back to that level again if they can do it obviously they've still got a few weeks and they can do it before the end of pro league they'll be right there again in position to win they'll probably be in the final if they don't have to play affairs or someone else they'll be a top four team guaranteed so as much as it might seem like the boring answer i i use some reasons to get around there i think it's navi in the end for me i
1: think that's fair enough you, you mentioned without a roster move for Fnatic that you don't really see them doing too much is there any like just, oh, just by the way, Fox, do you see what
2: he did? Do you see what he did with the the fanatic thing? Classic Thorin lying and pretending that people ask for his opinions, pretending to be re- to still go. be relevant. Oh, you you know, this, this
0: didn't... I, I, I shaded that in there. Yeah, As uh, This has
2: happened again. Classic.
0: <laughs> classic. I even sort of implied like I would be more on their side, but they didn't get who I told to me. I did almost do that at all. <laughs> But you know,
2: you know, it's really funny. People messaged me this the other day when I posted that Bjergsen uh, tweet or whatever. People send me messages. Sometimes on Twitter we say, "Look at you, just trying to be relevant," and they've replied that to a tweet on a social media platform. It's kind of like, "Yeah, I guess." Yeah. Like, be- <laughs> I mean, welcome, well, welcome yeah. to social media. It's literally like, welcome. "Oh, where are you going? The shower? What are you doing? Trying to get clean?" It's like, "Um, probably. I'd imagine that's what he's doing." Like, what, what is that? Like, is that a zinger? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Not trying not to be, I suppose. Carry on. My
1: my question was gonna be like who would you like what would you like to see roster difference wise to make Fnatic like push Fnatic a bit further forward in your estimations?
0: They just basically need like Richard, they need like a heavy hitter. They need it by the way, it doesn't even have to just be in terms of the game. Like I think for the game they need it as well. But I also think if you want people to believe in the team, they need a big name. It's why, by the way, even though you wouldn't fit this as a star player now, I also did think they were a team that should maybe consider signing Forrest. Like just to have the huge name in your org again and make him the veteran and then bring in like a young star or something. So if I was them, I get the implication, like I said, based on what they did on my advice. They claim they have money, but I get the sense they don't really want to spend it. Because if you don't know, I think basically what happened in League of Legends is the new Fnatic strategy. It's like when you think you can actually win in a game. So if I can put together a super team like they did this year, then we put the money in. But I think the other years are going to be more like last year in League of Legends of Fnatic, where it's more like, ah, just get like a few pieces that other people don't want and are pretty good. Like, you know, we'll just like position that being and Fnatic will get us top four or something. So I think basically in CSGO, I think this was the budget roster. Now, like I say, as far as I can tell, they've done a good job with it. So the issue is, I would want them to have like a big name. Like, put it this way, the real problem is they've let them all go in the last few months. They should have been the ones yeah. going for a Sphinx or a Dexter. Or the, These are the guys that look like they're going to be in like t- two years. They're going to be battling for the top of the HLTV, top 10 players of the year and stuff. So in my opinion, that's the other reason why I, I hope they're not being too, like sort of miserly with the budget. Because another thing is, Those guys are only going to get more expensive as the years go on, by the way. Like, if you can see one now, because those two players are listed, by the way, because they were just slam dunks. Like, Spinks and Dexter on the teams they were on just obviously were going to be in top tier one teams very soon. So the point is, if you think he's expensive then, just wait till next year, mate, when he's been on a team that's won something or gone to the final of a mate. You aren't getting him at that point. So I think that's the problem I'm also worried about, is this is like a good starter roster, but I think you need to add one more piece.
2: You know who might be good, possibly? Would have been Brolin? could have maybe sure. you know if but, they could have kept him yeah if they yeah. could have kept him and I think that kind of answers your question because it's like oh will this be a budget roster or whatever I mean you just have to look at the moves they made recently of letting him go to nip and then bringing these players yes probably it is just going to be a budget roster or they have you know certain limitations yeah. that they're putting on this roster because otherwise yeah the move is you do bring two out of those three guys that they brought in the two that you prefer and keep rolling boom then you have a chance of being like a de facto you know a tier one team pushing to always be in the top 10 but as it is now yeah it's, it's just a li- it's a little bit lightweight throughout basically
1: Alright, let's move on to our next topic of the day from one FPS game to another. Let's talk about Valorant. Are we gonna be talking about Sentinels? The uh wise, There are wise certain rodents. themes
0: just repeat on this show. Get ready, guys. You're <laughs> yeah, gonna okay. think, Varo, where's this going? But just, just wait. All you need to know is like it's like one of those episodes where there's a cameo from like, you know, some character It's like when like Frasier was on a different show or something like, get ready. Someone's gonna enter the story out of nowhere. Like, what the hell? Whose music is that? Get ready, come and set it up Fox Rock. Come on, here Okay. With it. Who's coming in Valorant?
1: So someone uh one of our favorite people actually from the show is coming into Valorant. It's been revealed and reported from .eSports that Sentinels have hired XTSM president Lena as their financial uh, manager. Amazing amazing. Yes, Rich and Thorn absolutely adore XTSM Lena. Um George Geddes or Geds mr mr george from Dot sports also states that it was lena who bought in the recently announced tarik to the sentinels and why i'm going with this isn't just so you guys can shit on lena and all, all that lot of business so i'm sure you you you'll do your fair know. Oh, again. yeah yeah um, but more specifically is uh, i want to know like do you feel like sentinels are kind of just bringing in are playing more for branding than necessarily for winning ceo rob moore has claimed that Sentinels are still all about winning they say they want to be as uh, committed to dominating valorant the way tsm and g2 did for league uh and my <laughs> so many singers in this, <laughs> yeah you guys are just like chomping at the bit rowing to go honestly um i just feel like i feel like it's one of those i feel like a video of um please dogs in training where you get those blokes with like the really thick like puffer jackets on and the dog's just like ar, this really wants to go and i'm just I- i'm the trainer i'm about to release well unleash you uh, and you guys can go crazy on the on the thick sleeve so to speak uh so do you believe rob moore do you think they are committed to winning and what do you think about the whole Lena situation with her joining and uh yeah valorant franchising promoting branding over winning that kind of thing go on for and hit me up first on this one
0: The weirdest thing about this move is, like, obviously I didn't expect because Sentinels basically is just a Valorant org at this point in time. As far as I know, the people who fund it maybe have some other connections, but that particular brand is just Valorant as far as all of the big esports games. But if, you do, if you're from a different esport, it is a really big one. Like, essentially, in Valorant, this will does sound weird because FaZe Clan is in Valorant, they are sort of the Fierce Clan of Valorant. Like, they're the team with the biggest one with all the stupid fans. They used to be good ages ago. They have all the big names and they have all the streamers. So I will say, like, that part is a surprise in the sense I didn't expect Lena would join another org and do this pivot. Like, I thought maybe she was going to go, like, make her own streaming studio or something and have double in the rest. That could have been another good pivot for this point in her career. But with that said... Of all the teams she would join, this would be top five on my shortlist. By the way, spoiler, the others would be FaZe mm. Clan, 100 Thieves. Spoiler, I'm picking teams where this is why it's relevant. It is more about the marketing. It's about having the most popular team. Like the joke is everyone makes fun. This is one of those areas which well, I realize fans only know the sport side of the world and they never will understand business. You know when fans every year in the NFL mock the Dallas Cowboys because they always have a really good team. Everyone knows the owners mega involved, but they never make it. They're always a blasted. Even if they make the playoffs, you know they're going out straight away. Everyone always laughs and they're like, ha what a moron that owner is. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. Even when he doesn't have championship teams, his team is the discussion the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like the joke is, it's like it's like Man United now. It doesn't matter that the crap. We're all, we've are all we all been so abused by 15 years of them being godlike that we're, we're going to let them go another 10 years before we let, stop shitting on them, even though there's nobody involved that was from before. So like, it's the same thing. We're all just getting off on hating them. So basically, I would say of all the orgs, this is an obvious one she would join. And it's the ones where it's more about Having the big streamers and having the big social media, I'd say the lifestyle brands, the ones that have successfully been able to become yeah. more than just a brilliant team in the game. In fact, they've done everything outside the game. Now you could even argue this is why it's relevant. They don't need the competitive success in these teams. I don't even personally think winning the Valorant Tournament or winning a League of Legends titles does something for these orgs. Like I think it's like a tiny blip. Meanwhile, I'm not joking, them doing like a collab with some rapper on some hoodie drop probably is a massive viral spike. And by the way, if you know the real dark secret of esports marketing they don't give a fuck where those numbers come from that's why the social media managers like good morning let's get that bread those hits all count like an amazing insightful comment from gaitrell about like how like someone's using like fucking lane with management or whatever like that same exact hits to the sponsor he doesn't give a fuck so they're all in on that shit so as a result key point they are killing it in that area so that's not actually that a surprise that they would bring Lena in she actually does sort of fit that and as far as i can tell that is what she was doing in tsm because here's the thing people won't get part of the reason y'all, y'all are too dumb if you think Dobblelift's smart enough to just himself reference something like, oh here's some context no no it, by the way, it's not a, a pretend issue that every single episode of Doublelift's talk show, somehow it gets out there to Reddit that Lena arranged the guest and set the whole show up. Every single fucking time. Even though, by the way, spoiler, I could say that about all my shows. I don't, because why would you? But that suggests to me, they are trying to make that public that she is really good at getting all this talent. She has an insane decks. They all say yes, and everyone wants to work with Doublelift because of Lena. Keyword, because of Lena. Now, that element, by the way, is what she basically did in TSM. She constantly pushed this angle that like, she brought in myth and those people for fortnight she brought in these people. it's why I caught her with the poaching shit and by the way y'all going to go no it's just implied I caught re- between the lines you dumb motherfucker you can't prove poaching Basically, she essentially, because she wanted to flex her ego on the, on the TSM Discord and on their Reddit, she couldn't leave the bait of people being like, oh, I don't know if Lena ever does anything. So she had to come in there and be like, no, no, that player did want to join our team. No, no, I have talked to them. And because she did all that, right, she's implied that she was part of the success of TSM. So here's my problem. I have a real big problem with the way that story is being spun. And I understand it's because it's Doublelift and Lena, and they've taken this approach this year using his stream as like a propaganda vehicle, basically. But my Problem is this. It's this bullshit where we pretend like TSM got whack in 2022. <laughs> nah, homie, no. It was all the way back. Why did lift have to join to win that championship? Why was all that? Sh- that was back in 2020, mate. That was where she was still in her job. That was where people tell me she's one of the best in the world. So here's my problem with that story, right? Because remember, I'm tying it back to the idea: Will this make Sentul's the super competitive team? Will she turn them around and make it not just about the branding, which is the obvious reason to hire her? So I've always had this problem. Why does she get to exist in a quantum super state where she simultaneously was the president of a giant company worth 400 million dollars? Therefore, that's a very prestigious job. And she gets credit for all their successes, like signing top players. What means, by the way, when the rosters are shit, wait a minute, she's the one talking or we're being told. Then when you get all the others, all those other problems, all that, all the fucking insane four pars, right? Which one is it? is she a silly girl who got a job because she was someone's girlfriend and it's sort of in a corner office like give my cousin a job or something in which case none of it's her fault but none of it's her she doesn't get credit for any of them you don't get any credit you either, if you, The whole point of all jobs and responsibility is that's why you have responsibility because you then get the credit when you succeed. You go, I'm going to have to take the blame if I fail. and I'm gonna... So my problem here is this. As far as I can tell, the years where she was the most heavily involved with TSM is when they competitively began to tank even when they had some of the best players. And by the way, they had the ultimate player magnets. Everyone wanted to play with Doublelift and Bjergsen. These morons were actively turning down rosters. I've told people that story where like fucking someone wanted to join when Bergson was going to coach. Like These guys have like gone out of their way to be bad in LCS because they've made shit decisions. So that doesn't inspire some hope. She's going to come into Valorant. I don't even know how much she knows about Valorant. And somehow turn it around, get them the right players in. Because right now, the problem they have in Valorant and Sentinels is they've just got all the big names so they don't want to cut anyone for competitive reasons because they're all the big names. You'd be a fool to let them go. And it's like TSM actually. Once you've built up that streamer, you're not looking at how he plays in the game. You're going, bloody hell, he's like a 20k streamer. I don't really want to cut this guy because then it's going to go away and by the way the streamer getting 20k is worth way more than winning an LCS championship if you don't know if you're a fan so on that angle I find it insane now I will say this is where people are stupidly going to think I'm going to say because of all those four parts you should never get the job now in a sane industry of course you would literally if you're in the sane industry the second you say that Lenovo line you're never working with a sponsor again the second you openly imply you porch, you are never even allowed in my league anymore the second you fuck up a whole roster you can't then claim that you built all the you know, I would never allow this but with that said that's why I said it's the perfect marriage of the two because I imagine sentinels just like hundred thieves and fearscan the thing they give the least fucks about is respectability. Their entire thing is like, lol, little boy swag. Anyone want this hoodie? That's all their shit. Well, to do that, you have to be someone without shame, with no self-awareness. Like, that's the sort of person where if people don't know the story, even though I like him, there are some epic stories in the industry of when fucking Nade Shot started Hundred Thieves, where for real, it was shit like people call him up, like, Bro, we're at the airport, like, there's no flights and then be like, let me just clear this shit, bro oh fuck is that what data is oh I'll get it sorted like that's that's real those are stories that are in the industry so these people you can imagine they're not going to think like oh you made a Reddit tweet well anyone can make a mistake like they're not going to understand and by the way I'll just tie this back in that's why if you read those Forbes articles none of these companies are worth 400 million dollars you fucking imbecile like the joke is if you ever went behind half of them and said how do you do it all it's like that fucking that classic Coin Brothers movie the Hodsucker Proxy you know what he invents like a fucking hula hoop but he can't explain it he goes it just shows a circle to someone goes Because, you know, for kids... And like the joke is like, it actually was the hula hoop, which is like, it's a great thing. But the, that idea is shit. His idea is garbage. Someone else just made that and something good. So, and the joke is he fluked it. So, I get the vibe. There's a lot of that. So, I, I sort of do agree. It's a good addition. But essentially, with the the, the the whole theme, will she make them more competitive than branding? I think, fuck no. I don't even think that's what her skill set is, as far as I can tell. And spoiler, double lift can't play in Valorant and make the team good. That is an even on the table now, mm-hmm. which is, I'll, I will say also, how are you going to take credit for how well you do in League of Legends? Like, I made this team isn't that literally your boyfriend playing on the team like that won the championship never mind that like <laughs> but it's really your skill as a fucking gm that got him in the team then is it i'd like to know what skills it was right anyway that's my controversial oh my thing at the end there keep going let's just there we go
1: <laughs> okay rich start talking quickly before people
2: focus on it's all on good
0: that. it's all good that's a pretty good question <laughs> well well
2: now we have to look at rob moore's uh hiring motivations don't we on that angle but no i think it is very you know that
0: guy by the way i'm not really that familiar with him myself
2: he was uh He was involved with paramount pictures i think doing something he's from he's from normie space that's that's all sounds like a made
0: man then if he was that fucking level mate
2: um so yeah i mean i i think it's on brand for both like lena and sentinels it's very like sort of all offline tv because it is very much an org right now which is more sort of in that streaming realm than it is as a serious competitive team um i think that especially when you here's the thing right like especially in esports but obviously as true in all aspects of life you should judge people on their actions not their words and this guy saying that you know being super competitive is at like the absolute forefront of their mind maybe on some like fucking road map in two years from now but clearly all of these moves bringing in shroud bringing in Tarek, bringing in Lena, who is basically just a conduit to bring in more people of that ilk you're angling towards franchising like that's it. Yeah, you know, you're clearly angling towards franchising. This is not about winning in any way, shape, or form. And from a strategic aspect, if you don't have like a really solid idea from Riot that yes, you are definitely going to be in, I guess it's smart in that sense. Like, do whatever you can to get your foot through the door. And then when your foot through the door, he's probably thinking, Then I'm gonna make all the competitive moves. Will he do that? Well, I'm skeptical, but you know, time will tell. But there's there's some like coherence to that for sure. Um, but the thing is he can't pretend that they're doing it now because obviously to bring in the likes of shroud and tarik or whatever that's expensive as fuck like that's not free these aren't cheap players you're basically oh, hiring mate, you know the thing and-
0: fans don't get about that because they kept telling me the same thing about shroud like oh big go easy on him he's just joined after a while it's like bro it's called opportunity cost yeah like if you know how much he would make on his stream that means they probably pay him the most in the team or something crazy yeah. like that like logically he's losing all those hours yeah
2: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And same for Tarek. Tarek's bigger in Valorant streaming at the moment probably than Shroud even is. So those are really expensive assets which could have been spent on bringing in a big star. Like there's no way that the money you would have to commit to those two guys couldn't have been put towards bringing in one of the best players in the world to play for you. So they have consciously made that decision that they are going for the branding right now over competitive which again it's not necessarily like a negative thing Riot as I've told before I think on this show they themselves when they're judging branding they even when they're judging their own competitive integrity they use a sliding scale of like WWE at one end and MLB at the other end and then they say this is where we want to be and then point towards WWE so this is something that's definitely in Riot's wheelhouse I think they'll buy into it I think Sentinels are now just like a shoe-in to get into uh, franchising for sure and the one thing i would say even though it's really funny to me to say to hire lena and then say we want to be the tsm of like valorant or whatever like it's joke, hilarious jokes right themselves, that's, that's, i know but... it's
0: lack of self-awareness on that's wild in it
2: but the one thing where you can say that tsm <laughs> did get it right and you can also, also think
0: about this rich she's just used double if to spend the last year saying everything about tsm shit. <laughs> yeah. and it was all Reggie's fault why (laughs) are you saying that I know this is gonna be the new TSM what are you talking about
2: (laughs) but uh, just everything that's happened aside from Lena or whatever at TSM in the last couple of months as well like dropping that you want to be the next TSM like fucking hell mate did you read an esports brochure from 2016 or so like what's going on uh yeah so but the one thing TSM did do well which I would say, is enviable in some respects is that they put themselves in a position where regardless of players, the brand had a fan base. And that is actually, even now, pretty rare. Like, there's only a few teams in the fucking whole of the West where that's true. And one way you can do that is by absolutely... Heavy loading your organization with people who are super popular, having them for a long enough period of time that b- via diffusion, apart from anything else, you become fans of the org. And then when they are eventually stripped away, you do keep a, a section of that dude, fandom. People, that so. is
0: a real thing. Loads of people when TSM got shit will all say on Reddit, "I was always a fan from the odd one, or the yeah. or the my Yeah, dude, this is like ten years later though. You're right, that actually yeah.
2: worked. Yeah, it does. And, and and like every now and then, you know, when Reckless is Fanatic, you'll get some absolute freaks who are just like, "I'm in love." with reckless so i'm a k-corp fan now it's like okay great but loads of them do stay so that is something that is strategically smart in terms of branding going forward but as i said i do think that unfortunately and you've seen it already with some of the teams that have been rejected and some of the squad strengths that you know if they're going to play in franchising these players they're going to play because another team picks them up it does seem to be that riot is giving out indicators that basically you need to be big boy branding and specifically angling towards them and their league rather than just you know it's not even good enough to say again we talked about complexity before he doesn't give a fuck about jason Lake, right don't give a fuck about jason lake or how big complexity all the dallas cowboys are did you put everything into propping up our game our riot games game no you didn't therefore we don't care so Whereas Sentinels, as Thorin said at the start, are the opposite. Basically, Sentinels are known for Valorant. It's not like we are a new sports organ. we're getting into Valorant. They don't give a fuck about that. They care about how much are you going to advertise our game. And there we are, lads. We've gone full circle. Back to the famous Riot quotes of, we don't make money from esports. Riot make a shitload of money from esports because esports is a marketing arm and they want their teams to be marketing arms and sentinels right now are the perfect well-behaved child that is doing all this fucking free marketing for riot games so they will absolutely be in franchising any team that tries to duplicate sentinels will have a very good chance i would think of also getting accepted into franchising so it is smart again the question is you know is this a case of branding over winning or whatever Right now, it does unfortunately seem that people are kind of tanking short-term you know, success and competitive integrity to just make sure they get in the door. We can only really judge them once they're in because they don't have a long org history. We don't know how they've treated things like this in the past, but I suspect that they will get addicted to the crack cocaine that the Tens and the Shroud and these people provide, and they're going to hang on to these pieces for as long as they fucking can. And it will just become another phase clan. It will just become another... I shouldn't say 100 Thieves, actually, because they do actually have you know, some decent... They have some good teams. But it will just become a hoodie org.
0: By the way, one thing I actually thought as a random aside, because this this made me think about this when the when Shroud came in and then Tarek joined Sentinel. One move, if it hasn't been done yet, seems inevitable. This will be a future way to waste VC. Is like I think it's crazy, dude, that you could potentially get these people into your game. So like, if you don't know, people like Shroud and Tarek make up like most of the views on those like fucking Valorant tournaments. So from the core, what I can't believe they haven't done yet is just take the bag and throw it at these guys and tell them you're just not allowed to co-stream CS: or like another game. Basically, like don't co-stream the rival game during the major. Because in that scenario, by the way, whatever money you'd be paying them would be worth it to gimp the other guy. It really yeah. would. Like if you could take 400k off your rivals, fucking will jo- do it that would actually be like, look it's mad Machiavellian but I'm shocked someone, no one's done it I even wonder by the way because this could be tied if that's what will happen when you get into the franchising thing just like you can't just core stream any region it's like in what they do if you don't know is in league it goes it, there's actually a, a only set number of slots and some of them are even divided by orgs I think like Cloud9 gets one and they give it to Dom and Team Liquid had one and I know in Korea that's like Gen G was one for Nemesis or something like they had like a split up thing like that so I even wonder if that will be incentivized in the future like you can do that but you can only do the Riot game. He can't co-stream the alt- rival game that feels like it's up on the horizon next mate yeah
1: quick question for you guys Just really quick hit here before we move on to our next topic do you believe that i mean there's a lot of talk here obviously about the branding being like the the most important thing when it comes to riot esports um do you think though that winning is do you do you think the impact of 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 hundred thieves in the league of legends space will kind of encourage teams to actually focus on winning because it is a strong branding tool because hundred thieves were completely memed on as lul hoodie you know didn't have any real life fans yeah, yeah. in that sense but then they started winning everything and were, like really good and suddenly you know that's that's Really shot them up in the part out.
0: people always that's forget about with hundred thieves is the whole team was turned around because they made Papa Smithy the GM. That's real. You can go and look. He takes the team. That's all the ones like it's true, it was him who signed for him and stuff. But he got he started with that squad and a few of the players before, and he just took it piece by piece, kind of like the XL moves, and eventually just got to a championship level. So, spoiler, I do think that's what people look at. I don't think they look and go, Nate shot's a genius." Sort of. I think what they look and they go, "We need a Papa Smithy," or "We need Papa Smithy." I think that's what they're thinking in and out. now.
2: Here's the thing, though it's way easier to first have a big brand and then use that as your basis and then start winning than it is to do it the other way around. Look at Astralis, for example. Astralis was a brand in Counter-Strike that basically its sole brand was that they're serial winners. I mean, for a while it was that they were chokers, right? But it was that they're really, really good at the game and now they're serial winners and their brand is basically winning it wasn't like a super interesting brand the only other aspects the brand was danish right because all the players were danish so they're danish and they win a lot that's it you put that brand which is just serial winning into lec if they'd had the best team and they just like walked the league then you can almost convert that into like an actual perpetual brand of like being associated with winning, right? But because that didn't happen, it completely diluted the brand. And now Astralis, because their whole thing was, we are winners, we are just like these robotic Danish winners, just doesn't exist in League at all. And now it's like, do we care about anything else in this brand? They don't even have Danish players. No, there's nothing. It's just a hollow brand at that point. Whereas if they had been like the hoodie org and then had the Danish Counter-Strike team or something and then followed it up with being in League of Legends, you'd have lo- loads of people who would just support the League of Legends team purely because they were fans of the players from the... Well, they
0: tried to do it with the Origin brand, obviously, yeah, didn't exactly. That's what they thought the pivot was, wasn't yeah. it? Like it- take the similar success of the Season 5 team and re-inspire you or whatever. And, and if they hadn't
2: become... Such a ludicrously unsuccessful, like record settingly bad team, it would have actually worked. Yeah, there were yeah. so, so many people when XPK left and made that team. So many people were fans yep. of Origin and they had Agreed. no basis for that other than you know, the, the, again, the people that were associated with it at the time. That was it. But XPK, by the way, really nice guy, terrible businessman, absolutely awful, doesn't have a clue what he's doing in any aspect. This guy would ask. Some of the most asinine questions you've ever heard at ownership meetings like this guy was so clueless i mean he was just a kid like literally and mentally he's just a child and just because he said i'm making an org by the way terrible brand origin oh, it was horrible oh. logo terrible colors terrible you can't names. even spell it can't by even saying spell it and all
0: tons of problems everything
2: yeah. was shit and overnight five hundred thousand followers on Twitter overnight like
0: by the way I even thought the most hilarious stupid part of the origin brand is people in League of Legends would call it OG and then OG was a more successful yes. team in daughter it's like oh we failed every aspect of marketing on this one guys yeah
2: <laughs> absolutely terrible so yeah it is way easier. To do to have like the foundation based on branding and already having fans through that than it is through winning because again just like in normal sports there's also the concept of the bandwagoner and the glory supporter and if you stop winning fans leave whereas if you're attracted to a brand or the people associated with that uh why would it go like it doesn't necessarily go unless people grow out of your style of humor or whatever it is right so
1: Alright, let's move on to our next topic. Today, we're going out of FPS games, no more Counter-Strike, no more Valorant, and then we're moving on to League of Legends. That was actually a pretty good segment talking about Origin here, the League of Legends team. Let's move on to talking about League. Uh, today, I want to talk about super teams. We've had some, uh, is upsets the right word? I mean, I don't know. This is kind of what I want to ask you about. You know, we've got all these super teams in both EU and in NA, and both of the teams have failed. We've got Vitality in the LEC, who didn't even make playoffs shocking right there um and, and team liquid who just got knocked out by eg meaning they can't make it into worlds from n8 um these are two teams that are considered super teams high budget teams they have bought up big names there are high expectations and all the other stuff that comes with with being a super team and they both sucked uh, i want to get your thoughts on super teams in general and specifically vitality and team liquid i want to know which one you feel like is the bigger disappointment for this year uh, rich i'm going to start with you
2: so this is actually really hard because when you actually put, for me at least when you actually put it together that you can go so many different angles with it like team liquid didn't fail as badly in the sense that they made playoffs or whatever but also i believe team liquid you know should have been de facto favorites to win preseason, season where i certainly think most people had vitality as de facto favorites to win they should have been contenders based on player strength but I think everyone was like well Team Liquid should win unless x y and z so their failures I think are actually somewhat similar in terms of like level of underperformance. and then if you go like player by player because to me both these teams were failures in construction right aside from anything else so let's just quickly go position by position in top lane this is where they fucked up the least probably both of them right and as someone who's been riding alfari and saying that he's been at certain of the season or whatever it, i'm talking about like the the theory and the logic behind it right not about what the end result was so alfari bringing alfari is kind of a no-brainer right apparently he wanted to go back to europe he is absolutely one of the best you know he's the best laning top laner we probably ever had in the region and you know his time in na didn't really Change your opinion much on that, right? So, going for Alfari, yeah, fine, sure, fa- fairly straightforward. Bwippo, I think there are other players I would rather have in the top lane than Bwippo. I also think having Bwippo means that you have to do certain things with other players because he is quite unique in his mannerisms as a person and on the rift, but still a good top laner, right? So, neither of those were like crazy out there decisions unless, you know, Bwipo tells you on the phone, by the way, my girlfriend's coming, and then you really probably should double back and think about this again but those (laughs) in terms of like in the rift those are like both fairly logical right then we go to jungle now everyone knows my feelings on santorin i just think it's just like the most easy way to cap yourself is to just have santorin as your jungler he's fine he's good and by the way again so many people saying you think santorin's so shit i've literally never said that I just think he's completely ordinary. And if you want to say slightly better than ordinary, fine, absolutely. Fuck it. Give him a By seven anyway, that, out of ten. You know
0: that is a straw man when they do that. Because when they go, you think he's shit. No, no, I just don't think he should be in the most expensive yeah. roster ever made in North America. Yeah. see the difference there's a gap there's an enormous canyon between those two differences for fuck's sake come on yeah it's like fuck it yeah say seven out of
2: ten it's like the point is if you're team liquid and you're spending that amount of money as i've said on this show previously and one of thorin's other shows previously as well your the goal is to presumably i would fucking hope do something internationally and jungle yes. is one of the most abused roles when the west go international so having santorin internationally that kind of sucks doesn't it also Who wanted to watch this movie twice? Santorin and Bjergsen? I've seen that one, mate. Like, what the fuck are we doing? I didn't even think of that before, by the way. Like, that's like watching Game of Thrones Season 8 again or something. Like, what are you doing? Who wants to watch that? You know the
0: wildest part about that? This is where Reddit forgets their own narratives. The joke was it was playing with Bjergsen that tanked Santorin's career for years. He had to go to like Challenger and reinvent himself before he got back to the top. If anything, that's like going back to like your husband who used to beat you. It's like, fucking hell, love. Like, learn your lesson. Fucking hell.
2: Yeah, but also, also, by the way, I'd like to retcon uh, Bjergsen's career a little bit here because people don't talk about this enough. The, The whole meme, right, was TSM ruined junglers. Yeah. What about it's not looking good now junglers. is it the through
0: line's pretty bad in it
2: yeah. i think bjergsen ruins junglers because you know what speaker tsm by the way terrible team who does everyone else think is the best jungler in fucking north america speaker the tsm jungler that's weird isn't it aren't all junglers just careers are meant to tank off a fucking cliff the millisecond you sign that contract funny how that works isn't it the millisecond this guy's off the team the guy who's on one of the worst teams in the league is still regarded as the best jungler. What? So, yeah, that's that's interesting, isn't it? And we can go historically through all the people. Sven Skeren, one of the MVP candidates from EU, goes to TSM. Oh, my God. What are we watching? Leaves TSM. League MVP? hmm and again it's really weird because we don't do this with other players or other situations we'll we'd never be like oh every player that goes to that org sucks but for some random reason we just decided to do it with
0: junglers and tsm it's instead of they didn't want to blame bjergsen because yeah. whatever everyone exactly. always says, they go no it's tsm t- whoever t- tsm breaks junglers which i think they meant just meant reginald smile i don't really know what they were playing
2: how that. many fucking coaches tsm have been for as well by oh, the way words. what was the one constant the one constant was bjergsen he was was the one constant, so yeah, maybe in you know, a, on a different day, we should start reevaluating that in the context of his career versus again, someone like I don't know, the person he replaced Jensen, for example, who I don't think has quite the same, you know, uh, record. Let's right, say, don't worry, that, that one's the in the pipeline.
0: There's a video coming sort of along those lines. I'll just so yeah, tease that.
2: So that's <laughs> that's Jungle, and then obviously in Jungle. I mean, with Vitality, this thing was just a mess. Like, this whole, like, we're signing a stopgap player and we want to get Bo. Bo ends up, like, not playing at all. Like, come on, guys. Like, what are we doing? Like, someone's fucked up here just in in concept before you've even executed on that. We move into mid lane. I've kind of already alluded it uh, already, but the idea that not only you bring in Bjergsen, who's had a year off the fucking game and didn't exactly look like, you know, season three faker when was last in action, that you're signing this guy to replace Jensen. Like again we spoke about this before and this is when by the way this is the most outrageous when i put that tweet out and people were saying where were your tweets before the team went to shit about uh, uh how about literally 10 times on a sunday and fucking once every other week and on every other fucking show i did as well i've been so consistent on this that i thought it was just really weird to switch jensen for bjergsen because even if you believe it's a side grade which would be generous considering the guy took a year out why would you make? Why would you make a really expensive side grade? It doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, again, and you're pairing Santorum with Bjergsen again, so that was ridiculous. On the vitality side, perks again more logically sound, kind of similar to Alfari. So I think vitality is winning in the logical realm right now. And then we get to bot lane. As I said, I alluded to this in one of the tweets. The thing with signing Han Sammer, Han Sammer, and by the way, don't be fooled. Just because TL had a bad split and he didn't have... Hans Sammer is still a good player, by the way. Like, he is still absolutely a good player. My biggest issue the whole time with Han Sammer has been that people have blocked out of their brain any time this guy made a bad play or did anything wrong and refused to admit that he had any weakness. Han Sammer was a top 3 AD carry when he was last playing in Europe absolutely that does not mean that he did not have absolute blatant weaknesses that you have to build around and the problem is when you have someone who plays like Sammer, and this is what i was suggesting at the start as well and you have someone like Bwippo in the top lane that is a terrible fucking combination you know what you want in the top lane when you have hansama you want a super reliable rock solid can play anything top laner like i don't know hmm odewamne in that split when everyone was saying Sama was the mvp of the fucking league funny how that works, doesn't it? Pairing with a lunatic and suddenly all of his fuck-ups and mispositioning and everything get completely compromised and he doesn't have an horn covering his fucking ass every game. He's got someone playing, I don't know, fucking singed or some weird niche shit top that's not going to do anything. So yeah, that again, all you did there was you watched Hans Samra at Wells and you thought, wow, this guy's played a bunch of really good BO1s and I probably didn't even fucking watch the regular season or playoffs in LEC, so I'm going to sign him because everyone says he's good. So that was lazy as fuck. That was just pure laziness. Keeping CoreJ jay whatever like there's not i'd have said what are you doing if you got rid of him even though he hasn't had the best split like with hindsight you know that's the only argument you can make is with hindsight so yeah and i'm not going to comment on labrov because i'm sure thorin will but i will talk about kazi mm-hmm. because kazi again was pure fucking bait pure fucking bait even though mad won those two titles and kazi was the ad carry and people tried to create this narrative about how he was the mastermind behind it even though since people have talked about humanoid including yamato and humanoid himself and his teammates have all said humanoids micromanaging everything and seems to be like this super genius inside the rift and now yoya who came out and said the exact same thing that it was him and humanoid baby those two riding together no mention of kazi but so that narrative's been destroyed and then what was he doing when mad were winning those titles absolutely sprinting it one out of three games so like again there were so many good ad carry options you could have gone for and you went with this guy so i it's really difficult because there's lots of sort of in on both sides but if we're going from like a construction and then of course the final angle of coaching like you have loads of really good players you should be able to get it to work like who's done the worst coaching job i mean again it's like doing the fucking awards thing as a, a greek media writer right like i have no fucking idea i don't know but I'm going to say, I think Liquid made more faux pas in their roster construction because I think Alfari and Perks as a starting point for Vitality at least made a lot of sense, even if it was fairly, quote unquote, obvious. Um, whereas I think almost no, well, I don't think any of the moves that Team Liquid made made sense just purely from a sy- synergistic standpoint. But like, all they did was you're either a good player now or you either have a good reputation now or historically have been a good player. That was it. That was literally it that was the only narratives that they were doing there was no team building at all it was just names on a piece of paper and it was lazy as fuck. and to be frank not something i really expect from steve particularly i think usually he is able to you know pick s tier players that cost a lot yes but usually they are players that do make sense uh from a synergistic perspective and this just didn't so yeah i think i think tl probably is the, the slight bigger failure
1: Slight bigger failure for tl Doran, do you agree with that, or are you going for the EU... I'm going
0: to side with TL but I will just say first the one grounds on which I think vitality was a failure aside from didn't make playoffs and all jazz I think the one grounds it was an obvious failure to me was that like unlike TL they actually already changed the player this year they kicked out Southman, and that was part of the super team because that's my issue with their squad the difference is this team liquid could actually make the argument it was a super team It actually fulfilled the criteria they even all came from different teams mostly the vitality one was all was silly marketing now technically they didn't say a super team they said that thing where they said they were virtual swords which like minus kazi if we're being really generous like obviously labrov is very skilled in theory self-made when he's on his meta as a fucking model like that one maybe worked but obviously i basically i think because the tl roster was a true super team and was way better on paper to begin with anyway I, I agree, as a team, it doesn't make as much sense, but they're just the five players, and spoiler, how much you spent for them. Like, I think that makes, like, Vitality, they can't be as much of a failure, because essentially, I'm saying, team we could have had a better roster with, better, with, like, bigger pieces, more money spent. And then, here's the problem. You obviously can't judge, like, in a, just an absolute sense. Like, put it this way, if someone finishes third in the Premier League this season... I don't want you to go, but this guy was second in the fucking, whatever, the the Bundesliga. It's like, who gives a shit, mate? It's the Bundesliga. There's about four good teams in it. Like, the joke is to be third in the Premier League can be really fucking hard, mate. You might have to, like, lose only, like, seven games or something the whole season. Like, that's way better, even though third is, in theory, worse than second. So, along those lines, like, let's be real. If you're these two teams, the minimum was make Worlds. So, they both failed completely. It doesn't matter that team look who got further, first of all. Then here, the top eight teams make the playoffs. They, in theory, could have been phoned in the whole year and made playoffs and made worlds if they actually were good. Then also consider, like motherfucker, when did they? Ha- this team didn't even like dust people off in playoffs. They would have like five game series all the time, or they weren't even like three zero wing shitters, mate. Like this, wa- it's actually unbelievable how whack the team Liquid Team was in the server relative to the names. Like the difference is for Vitality, the names caught up with their performances caught up with the names eventually by the end no one is saying is the best or no one gives a shit about Labrov or, or Harrow is just essentially told if you could just do basic jungle pathing like hey pretty good like no one's no one's putting the expectations everyone still when you look at those names on TL you're like wait a minute did they really not even make worlds like how like how's that possible like that's the crazy thing so to me them coming forth is and by the way not even making the final in spring That's insane. That is insanity to me. I mean, if people forget, the spring one in some ways was more egregious because in spring, that EG team, they were being... The two stars obviously inspired to the real star but and because of the traditional carry roles were rookies and they're literally on stage in front of a big American crowd and you have people like Bjergsen and you're just you're not even winning the psychological war you're just getting fucking smurfed on that is so embarrassing if I was Steve I would actually just like cover my face with shame especially because by the way the whole angle those big any owners of the three kings have taken is bantering that you're, you've got the sick roster and everyone else fucked up the off season like mate that all the egg on your face, there, man. Like say what you want about TSM. They weren't spending like fucking seven million dollars, mate. Like they were like doing like a cheeky like three million, like we do the right move here, big just like they were at least like making business sense while putting up together a roster. This is one of the most degree. This is like some Galactic Horse levels failure. This is actually mental how bad this team was. Like, and so to me, it has to be team liquid. Like, let's just go through some of the angles. First of all, their competition is insanely worse. Insanely like I have to say, by the way, in the five. Finals, not least because of the Danny thing, I'm expecting it's going to be 100 Thieves versus Cloud9. I don't even think either of these teams would have a chance to win LEC. A chance. Like, put it this way, all these teams everyone's going to laugh at that did badly in the lower bracket, like XL kind of floundered, and then fucking, uh, obviously, Mad Lions just fell apart, and then you you could just beat Misfits in draft every one of these teams beats all those NA teams in the best of five in my opinion XL beats them Misfits beats them by the way if they just do those drafts they win automatically spoiler in NA they can't even play the bot lane meta we have in LEC or the rest of the world they're playing like Handshake Misfortune versus Old Jinx or like Seraphine like what is going on now so to me that is literally NA has become the kids table and you went there with like a super team everyone made that comment none of them are from bloody America you even went with international stars and as you say Like, mate, how many MVPs of leagues or, like, people who've been voted all-team? This was one of the craziest resume-stacked teams I've ever seen to utterly shit the bed. Like, normally when people say super teams fail, like the KT Rolston super team, they were still second place all the time. They were still fucking really good. This team didn't even make Worlds, didn't even make a final. That's crazy to me. So even though Vitality failed, the difference is... You saw these splits in Europe. These were some insanely competitive splits. People like Astralis and fucking Vitalik themselves who didn't make the playoffs were fucking people up at times and getting wins off people. And, it, and I, as you saw, super weeks were insane in LEC. No one could predict that you could be the best team in the league. You could still lose two games if you got the wrong opponents at the right time. Then also on TL's side, even though, yes... I agree. Like, I didn't hate the Bjergsa move in the sense that, like, I understand why fans are going to be happy with it and think it's the better move. And for some reason, it is still considered the case, probably even now that he's the better player, even though it's like... You all tell me LEC's the little kid's table. So why would only dominating LEC's little kid's table would be better than being good at the big kid table? Which is it again? Like, pick your side and stop fucking having your cake and eating it all the time. So on that one, I did die inside because this is the other angle, right? If I'm Vitality, remember the team they had last year? They had the sort of whack gamble team of like, do we even keep any of these pieces? Maybe one or two. They made massive signings to get these players. And it's not like, compared to last splits, like 2021, they utterly fucked up the moves. Like, maybe you can say Crown Shot's better than Kazi. Okay. Like, beyond that, aren't all the other roles pretty much better, if not way better, by the way, in terms of Alfari and Perks? And Perks, absurdly so. Perks really was, I don't care what any fan says, an MVP candidate this, but he was fucking unreal. So a lot of their signings, like the Perks signings, a banger. By the way, I'd keep him for years to come. You build around him again. The Alfari thing's turned around. There's so many positives in the Vitality one, despite not making playoffs. Meanwhile, when I look at Team Liquid, they could have kept Jensen. By the way, he'd even just come off of fucking good worlds, where he's beating people like Gen G in matches, for fuck's sake. Like, the idea, you don't just give that another guy and then the craziest one of all is this because people forget this detail the actual off-season hype guys was you're not going to believe this Jensen and Bjergsen are going to play on the same team Jensen's going to roll swap to ADC like perks and caps and it's like a perks cap scenario where they're saying look dude why compete against each other let's just run the fucking table and the story goes TL said no because once they knew they could get Bjergsen they wanted hans Sama already and I've even heard Bjergsen specifically wanted hans Sama I'm sick and tired of that story about how Bjergsen or Doublelift asked for a player like broxer like these fucking clown ass players bring them over they fail and then the the, the fans of their team go you can't blame him he had broxer on his team. he asked for him He he's the one who requested that guy specifically double lift literally sat and remember that wasn't after season eight double lift watched all of season nine season nine worlds see and then he asked for for Broxer to come and be his jungler he went you know like smithy Let's get a guy who can't even do what you can do. That's what. So I find it insane when people are like. No one ever gets to blame in these scenarios. So you also could, by the way, no one could know this for the hans move now, but now you'd love to have Jensen as the ADC and see how it worked out. Maybe it even could have worked. I imagine, by the way, he'd probably be more of a passive ADC, wouldn't he? Because he was starting out in the role, might have even made this team work. And then I totally agree on the jungle one. The jungle one was the fucking turd in the punch ball of this lineup. The rest of the lineup on some level could have worked. Like even Whippo and Hansama maybe could have worked, but you've got to have the right jungler to make it work, mate. What killed me about this team was, like you said, Rich, if you've actually been following and critically viewing Virgson's career, you know he has never had great jungle mid synergy where they've ever been considered a super dangerous 2v2. So why would you bring Santorin back? Not only one of his past victims, arguably the one who suffered the most, but also someone who even in his good teams is not a massive voice and is not like a forceful person. If you Here's the sad thing. I know who they needed in a team with Bjergsen. It's like Dom nailed this years ago. You need a jungler who can say no. You need like, that's why you want Spicker or Blabber. You want a guy who's like, look, I've got my own idea, man. I've got my own agency on this champion. I'm going to fucking, no, I'm not, you know what, I'm not. Because here's the thing, if people don't know, if you watch some of the fucking like mic checks, Bjergsen also is shot calling it's anti-shock calling. He's going like, Slo- slow down, guys. Slow, oh, slow. And then they're like losing fights. It's oh, all, I the whole thing's just so brain dead. So to me, the whole thing, yeah, when you go piece by piece, it, it sort of falls apart, doesn't it? It looks awesome as a five on Leaguepedia or whatever. Like, oh, fucking hell. But then you start thinking of how would this part fit with this and what's the personality? And suddenly everything falls apart. And so I think ultimately when you consider the scope of it, the ambition, it doesn't matter that Vitality had worse placings. At the end of the day, they're both going home with the same thing, the same prize money, the same relative. Relevance. Like, But if anything, all eyes were on TL. And I really do think this was the year. Like, I think these teams are appalling in the LCS now. Like, The joke is, you're going to think, oh, because of the Jensen angle, like I wanted Jensen to play really well and I could say, oh, you dickheads?" I can't even say that, by the way. Like, it's not like he's being bad, but he's nowhere near the Jensen of old. But that's still enough, by the way, to just win every playoff series and go to the finals. So that does really just look like egg on your face. Because here's the saddest thing about that. That means Steve Arnenset never learned his lesson. He never actually looked and saw that Jack Etienne Gave him his Bjergsen, his franchise player, while he was still in his prime, and he then came, took that guy, won the championships with him, completely cocked jack. And then after that, went, you know what? I actually want the retired guy that was my White whale and actually, you can just have this guy back. Oh, has he fucked me all up and won all the championships. Ah, oh, you idiot! That's probably the dumbest part of it because it, you know, couldn't know that, but it's just, just the happenstance of how it's played out is so embarrassing to me. I really think like. They should memory hall this year in T L and never make these fucking mistakes again. I would just, I would genuinely, I wouldn't. You know, I saw Santorin. This is how sad players are. Santorin's doing interviews where he thinks this lineup's staying together, mate. He's mm. going like, "Well, we are like learning a lot, mate." That lineup's never playing it. Those five players will never play again ever professional league. Of legend. What are you talking about? I'd be shocked by the way if more than three of you do. I'd, I'd wonder what's going on in the team. Like, I'd be chopping and changing that all over the place. And yeah, as an aside, if you want to know how truly bad the Team Liquid roster construction was, they found the first team i've ever seen that actually inhibited core jj from even being a player like he just looked like he was shit this year mate and i that by the way just like the thing you said about Hansel, i know this guy is not shit yeah. this guy is a fucking genius or so, me i don't know what was going on in that team but it sounds terrible from beginning to end
2: by the way i just had a random thought obviously this is not completely uh completely fair but if you actually think about it double lifts jungle tears are Broxer greater than X
0: greater than Dandy. By the way, if, if anyone's wondering how double it, it, to, make, to pick yeah. the jungler <laughs> You know what everyone always says, like, oh, but double, he's not like he was before. Just like they said with Reggie, I noticed he's changed and grown and matured. Like, spoiler, this is real. You can go check any like thing that he said it on, and I would I guarantee he'd say it to this day. He still stands by that statement, by the way, that Dandy was X Smithy liked. He still stands by that because he's an idiot mate he has that because that one world, daddy fit he really believes it. it's like oh yeah it's like don't there's certain some people don't learn That's best, all you need best, to know let, him,
2: best let him have a seat at the table when we're picking ross at all
0: it's wild isn't it.
2: i i
1: i'm gonna take who'd you Australian pick come here, on yeah because you guys are, you guys are um you know you're pretty heavy on on tl and i to be honest i do think that's fair like i think can yeah given the context i think tl's quite arguably just like the the correct answer for this one um but you know when you've got names like perks who's like he's he's the best western player of all time you know like I, I i just think surely that in itself can carry you to something how far like even the rest of like up and down the lineup i know there was like tumultuousness in the in the jungle and and whatever but like surely you just you've got to be able to do something there just with Perks and Bwipo. um but yeah, I, I, honestly, it's so hard to just not shit on Team Liquid here. If anything else, like the fact that the fact that they're all imports as well, um, you know, it it is. I mean, a lot of people say now, you know, Santorin and Bjergsen, like they're NA players and stuff. And I mean, it's it's fair enough for the context of like, you know, how it is right now. I guess. Um, sure, they've been they've been forged by the, in the fires of NA, so to speak um but it, i mean you can't import Whippo and and Summer uh you know i make the big you just can't you just can't do that and just not make worlds you just simply can't i think they, i think especially coming from na as well it's just it's just not allowed it's just simply not allowed like you have to at that point you have to at least make worlds and the fact that you don't is just Genuinely illegal, genuinely illegal. Um, more illegal than gravy and on chicken in the Netherlands. Like, what about actually, gravy on toes?
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> two things that just should not be. Um, but yeah, even, uh, even from like forgetting the synergy stuff, like even on the player power alone, like even if they're like the absolute, these guys don't fit, they still should have made worlds, like fucking absolutely. absolutely, still should yes, make yeah. worlds. Like, so that that's the thing. And to me, with Vitality. It, the, before the Super Week, it was kind of like Fatality suddenly looked legit. They actually look like not only well, at that point, like, they're definitely obviously making playoffs, but like, they can do something in playoffs. Like yeah, They after, look
0: like the second or third yeah, best team, for real. Odds on, They yeah, were yeah.
2: odds-on to make Worlds, especially yep. because obviously the 4 slots thing. so they were odds-on to make Worlds, and it was even like, you know, given the right day, given maybe if something just clicks, whatever, they could hypothetically contend, potentially. No one ever watched the regular season with Team Liquid and thought, that looks like a good team. They always look shit. Always oh, they did. Look
0: they shit. always had like shit, shot call and The team always looked whack and they did. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And
2: let's put it this way if they played each other in the best of five, it's 3 0, vitality, by the way.
0: Here's another thing as well. That's another difference is if you look at the splits, you're right. There was that period where actually Vitalik was really good in the summer. It's just that they blew the super week. If yeah. people don't know, the joke with TL was they looked bad. But because at the time Cloud9 was just getting their roster back with Jensen and like 100 Thieves at one point was slapped. Like the joke is they looked like they were just going to auto be top two no matter what, even when they were whack as well. So it's like, I agree. Like When did this team ever come together?
2: no I always look bad and as I said if they played each other Vitality would sweep them in my opinion so yeah
1: I think that's pretty fair honestly like I'm disappointed that Vita didn't even make playoffs but they're they're still miles in away. They, they'd make was if
2: they were playing in NA but look, at, look at the pretty... team that pushed them out by the way it's did in drop you like they the team that pushed no. them out should have swept Fnatic they were one bad shot call From by Mickey from making uh, from Sweepy Fanatic. So like all these teams that were competing, like people can say, Oh, it's a sign of a weak region if it's close. I mean, okay, whatever. Like you but the fact is it was super competitive. There were loads of teams that had a lot of strength. They had weaknesses as well, but they were teams who had legit strengths. Excel was one of those teams, and they just got squeezed out by them. And Excel, hypothetically, could would it be out of the question that they beat this rogue? In a best of five? No, not really. Would it be out of the question that they'd beat Misfits? No. But only G2, really, where you say, okay, I don't really think they have a chance. So that was a team that just squeezed Vitality out and it was basically on a heads head to head thing or whatever. So but vitality being like a bad team is definitely an overstatement. Vitality weren't a bad team. Team Liquid were a bad team.
0: By the way, that's why I don't count Team Liquid coming forth as like an achievement, because go and look. They beat CLG 3-2. to two. By the way, CLG's roster is like, you know, like fucking a ninth of their entire roster or something like. And then they beat FlyQuest 3-1. By the way, not even 3-0 FlyQuest. Like, enough said. So, like, essentially, as which says, if you win that 1B or 1, Vitality and Plus, they don't have chances. They like, would not want to see who's on a good team.
2: I will Just say doable. that both teams won more best of fives this year than Mad Lions. <laughs> that's quite
1: an that's quite interesting facts right like they're a team that's gonna make worlds without winning a single best of one uh best of five sorry that's pretty embarrassing um let's move on to our next topic is there anything you guys want to rag on these two teams a bit more or uh, are we good to I'm move good. on here because uh I actually am quite intrigued you guys to get your opinion on this next one um so if you've a little while this happened a little while back if I'm not mistaken it was a few weeks ago here but no, um last week ha- last week was it last week
2: yeah last week
1: yeah, it's you EU know, Masters. Time... It happened before EU Masters, I swear. No, 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 no. The... Yeah, well, time means nothing anymore anyway, so no. it's fine. Um, it happened uh, uh, at a time in time in the past, of which I cannot recall. Basically, um, in the in the League of Legends scene, sticking to League of Legends, in the, in the ERL system, so that's the regional leagues underneath uh, LEC, uh, Schalke, who are no longer competing in the LEC, but still have a team in... Uh, in the German scene, uh, they suspended their jungler, Isma, uh, for being toxic in solo queue. And this happened at a really awkward time for the team, because either basically it's E-Masters time, and they've just lost their jungler. They do not have their jungler anymore. It's completely ruined like their entire season, and now they're running with their top laner, Jaeger, their sub-top, as their jungler. So they're completely screwed out of E-Masters at this point um shalka put out a statement saying like we did this because you know it's not in line with our philosophies and, and all that stuff and you know misma you're a dickhead and so you're getting punished for it but there was huge uproar on social media about it with honestly what it seems like i i would argue that the 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 general sentiment from the community and from people within the scene as well was that this was not a, like shalka was out of line doing this and um, because it screwed over like the four other players on their team that have been working all year for, for this point and, and all, all split i guess because he must happens twice a year um and it was just really poorly timed and blah 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 blah. um i want to get your opinions on this um because you know for yeah it, it un- inarguably did ruin their the, their split basically um but do you think it was justified do you agree with shalke here do you agree with the uh the general consensus from the community that it was actually unfair for them to suspend Isma in this situation uh I will go to you first on this one Rich tell me your thoughts on the topic
2: so this one is I think this is actually pretty complicated and pretty nuanced um to start with sort of the last thing you said of like this whole narrative of like punishing other players like it's a difficult one um but like in this kind of specific instance I think like common sense should probably prevail uh you know whether that's like finding the guy you, may, you can still like make a song and dance about punishing or whatever heck you can even say in your statement under normal circumstances we would kick him but we i we realized that actually kicking him now would fuck over the rest of the team so begrudgingly you know he will be playing but he will be heavily fined and removed from the team after whatever but with these kind of things it's always on a sliding scale right like i don't think it's it's black and white when it comes to like does the punishment fit the crime Because imagine you're in the middle of the regular season. Say you play like 20 games, let's say, Bo ones. You're in the middle of the regular season. And this guy does this like seven games in. I don't think it would be like an outrageous decision necessarily if you believe that his crime was, you know, kick-worthy to kick him at this point, right? And I don't think the teammates would be able to cry about it. It's like seven games in. You've still got most of the regular season to play. He did something really bad that's kick-worthy. You kick him. It doesn't derail your season. You bring in the replacement or whatever, but i do think that the timing does matter here and eu masters is the culmination of all your team's hard work up until that point and this happened basically on the exact eve of eu masters by the way fox this was exactly seven days ago that the statement came out okay um and yeah it is a situation where even though it might be the right thing to do uh, it is actually punishing his teammates just as much as it's punishing him That's the problem. So I do think common sense should prevail in this individual instance. And I don't think they should have uh, kicked him, obviously. Now, the biggest issue I have with this, actually, other than, you know, a bunch of players getting fucked over, is that the last statement from Schalke is outrageous it's absolutely outrageous and people were saying like they don't specifically shut the fuck up right this is what the last uh statement said the, the last paragraph says it says for countless years now fc shall grow for work against racism anti-semitism and discrimination i'm not even going to read the rest of it the inference of this was but obviously they're too cowardly to even stand behind their guns properly on this is that what he said and by the way the the words that everyone was arguing over was subhuman right they're saying that because this when you directly translate it into german that the direct translation is something that has been connected with anti-Semitism, obviously Germany's history or whatever, it's exacerbated, blah, 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 that this is really, True, really Presumably it was bad. part
0: of propaganda during yes. the government of the late 30s, that's the assumption, exactly. is that that's why it has a cultural context. So, yeah, that we it has a
2: uh, cultural significance. There are so many issues I have with this. The first thing is, and they don't say this, and to, to uh, my knowledge, and Shao Kram come out and said this, and no one else in the org has said this or whatever, to my knowledge the players weren't told this like this, this is a french guy by the way he's not they've not said that they've they've educated on this or anything there's no reason at all despite what i'm going to say a few liars said on on social media when they said, oh, when I studied uh, GCSE history, I was told about... No, you fucking weren't. I know that I we're... Such... lie about it's that just shit. just such bullshit. No, you weren't. I even asked this guy, I was like, what examining board were you doing? And he's like, AQA. I was like, I did AQA history, mate. Like, maybe the curriculum has flipped on its head since I was oh, in school. There's but no way they taught bullshit. that. Bullshit, no they taught you this. So, whatever. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, irrelevant. This guy, he's from France. He has no... Re- he might not even have fucking picked history. He might not even been taught. The- you have no fucking clue, right? We, by the way, just for context, we actually Weren't taught World War II history until G- GCSE, which was a pickable subject. So, anyway, regardless, so he, he there's no reason why he should specifically know that. And secondly, there's no logic behind the idea that if you directly translate something and it then, once translated, carries a particular onus that you are responsible for that onus the in way, the previous yeah sorry go on
0: there's one thing on what like, you're talking about now that i want to clarify and this is one of the things i think is so pu- by the way this actual story because it wasn't one i was into and obviously i had to read translations because it's german right esports journalism is dead they don't even know how to write a basic news post with the facts you will never get the facts when you read these motherfuckers' articles like i've read three news posts while you're talking now rich trying to find basic details all i want to know is the facts who said what to who in what i can't find literally because a key piece of context that is almost inferred from all of this is that he said it to a jewish person that is almost directly inferred, but that's as far as I can tell. That's not even part of the story. As far as I can tell, for me, it not the story? That's just this cultural history, and it's the idea he's just said anything into the void, as it were, and that's anyone could get fed. Because what I thought is like they—if the implication is like he said this to like specifically play into like, he said it's like well, then did he say it to somebody he knows? G- like as far as I thought, it's not even part of the story. No. It's not even mentioned in the story. As no, far no. as I can tell, he just—it it doesn't even seem like there's a target. No. He's just said something in solo cube that they've translated into German, right?
2: He to, to be so he said it to someone who is like notorious by the way for being a complete dick like wind trader running it down mid, right. like being a complete asshole, right and the, nothing to do i have no idea if that guy's jewish or not but that that's not part of the story like he, he said, mentioned yeah exactly he said the word subhuman and basically what happened is they published a bunch of screenshots with him saying different things like i don't know you're a dick stop hinting and then also included this of him calling him a subhuman and everyone sort of looking at it the only thing i can think of is assholes like fucking darius x gazprom just zoned in on that like ah technically oh there's also a translate- similar one
0: if you look in that actual screenshot with all the screenshots which they've done that thing which is where you know someone doesn't have much of a case where you include stuff that's like mad on the on the right edge but you're like i gotta have more evidence yeah so they have one where he says that like the guy's viewers are 300 apes that's not even relevant to yeah. the story. We don't yeah. know the race of his viewers. He's just saying gen- that you've already added that to be like, well, if he says apes, probably yeah. race. It. Like that's yeah. the logic, right? It's just a fucking swing.
2: Yeah. And, and again, like it's the, 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 the same. It's in fact, it's that's actually. I would argue more tangibly linked to racism, even though it's not racist, than fucking subhuman is. Like subhuman, and I said like to all these fucking yeah, dickheads gosh. on Twitter who are like, oh, no, it does mean this. I was like, Google it. Google what it means, and they're yeah. like, look, this is what it means. I'm like, no, 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 no. Google what it means in the language he fucking said it in. You dishonest cunt i don't care what it means in german because he doesn't speak german he didn't say it in german he said this word and that's the thing people don't understand words in english Are not the same as words in whatever fucking language you want to insert That's why we have different languages And that's why, by the way, English has 147,000 words or whatever it is And other languages have 60,000, 50,000, whatever Because you can't directly translate everything Because we have more words for things We have fewer words for certain other things The meaning doesn't always directly translate That's why you have concepts of like bathrooms, water closets Whatever, like different words for different things Sometimes for the same thing Subhuman is an English word with a very specific meaning that you cunts can google and nowhere does it mention the jews nowhere does it mention anything other than the obvious phonetic meaning which by the way i didn't even know if it would say this or not but it turns out it does which is you're implying the person is really dumb and is so low iq that they're barely even human that is a definition that's what cambridge fucking says that's what uh webster says all the English, like, you, so you can't get him on like an American technicality or something. No, this word, ha- and then some people, by the way, trying to say that uh, actually uh, colonials use. Shut the fuck up. By the way, first <laughs> of all, I gu- I checked that. That's not even true. You literally lied about that. You got confused with something else, or you just straight up lied. That's not even true at all. And secondly, even if it did mean something ages ago if it doesn't mean it now irrelevant in the same way that if i called a woman a wench let's say a hundred years ago she'd probably be like "Ooh," like akin to if i called her a bitch or something now wench is basically exclusively used in a comedic thing because the word is so archaic and ridiculous that we only ever say like ah you damn wench and it's always understood that the guy is trying to be funny no normal person uses wench as an insult like unless your granddad's 150 right so The the idea that something may have meant something ages ago, as well, is completely irrelevant. And you only, you can only fucking. This is a French guy speaking English, and he used an English word. And you want to translate a French guy using English into German. And then give it a different inference and then justify a ban on the basis. Fuck you. You're a dishonest cunt. Anyone who has that mindset is a dishonest piece of shit. And color me fucking shocked when the first name I see written under this co-signing everything is Darius X fucking rushes up my ass. What a piece of shit that little weasel is. Absolute rodent. And anyone (coughs) who co-signed it is also a
0: rodent. Oh, right. by the way, I'll, I'll pick up on that. Because here's the yeah. thing, on on the part you said about the English part, here's another thing I hate. It's where basically, I mean, people know this is the case. Actually, super hardcore SUVs will actually just tell you straight up they have no self-awareness. They will just say, oh, context doesn't matter they will absolutely say like if you say a certain word in any scenario so that's why if you don't know America is actually gone like you'll n- it'll never come back in America you can't even do stuff like read out in court like a statement where someone said something racist even though you're making a statement of fact you're then racist like that's the level they're trying to go to because essentially it's the ultimate gotcha you can't even say the word now you're not, you can't even interact with the word in any context so I will say this one thing I despise about all these topics is you people intentionally remove context that's not what you do when someone commits a crime or you're exposing cor- corruption you insert context you show that actually like I said notice how earlier on I took like Team be being fourth in LCS but when I put in all this context of, like what they could have done and what they tried to do and what it inferred and what it implied and what was going on and what happened that made it a totally different scenario you saw like oh it's weird rich and I thought oh fourth isn't just fourth is it so in this setting right whenever someone communicates one of the dumbest things about what they do when they do the gotcha on certain words is communications about literally taking a, a message in your brain and trying to put that message in another person's brain. That's why the ultimate attenuator is intent. That's why someone who's a child can say something incredibly silly, like, oh, like, like the mom wants to have a bath and they go like, oh, well, then I hate you, mommy. And the mother's obviously going to be like, oh, fuck, but like the kid right. doesn't know what that means. Like, and by the way, she won't really take it. Like, as someone who was an adult said they hated her, he'll not, oh, he's just being an idiot. He just means he's upset about that. It, it, immediately you put the context in, right? What they do in these scenarios is they actually act as though you can just strip all context out and just look on a, a, a written on a piece of paper so when they say that also saying subhuman Let's be clear the obvious context of a gamer in the game who's flaming and they're having, like, it, by the way, it's even like a banter back and forth flame. They actually seem to be having fun with it. The obvious implication is it is intentionally hyperbolic. That's why it's a joke. Does anyone, this is the thing I can't really handle as someone who's autistic and who does interpret the world literally if I don't think about these contexts, is in no universe was this guy playing League of Legends and decided, you know what, it's about time for a momentary break in my career where I actually put, uh, publish via the fucking in game chat my manifesto on which of the races I rank higher and I'd just like to say even I don't know the race of this person he is sub no I don't that's not even a plausible premise and to do so you would have to be incredibly disingenuous not least because none of us even know who this guy is like Rich says it's not like the the guy's the most famous flamer it's not like forgiven where he's banned a million times for all the reports or whatever in this story it's even more insane when you consider as I said it's a French person speaking English translated into German it's like you guys couldn't go any further to get this more fucked up why don't you translate it for five more languages from German and see if it gets even worse see if eventually you get to a language where they just don't even have many words at all and that just means like I raped your mother to death or something just go for it keep going apparently that's legit now apparently by the way the new standard and this is real you can now take every statement by people who work for Schalke um whoever is in the prime league offices and Darius Ex Machina translate all their words into any language you please and if it's offensive they intended that to be meant and if there's any racial or here's the best part it now retcons through all of history it retroactively applies. if ever in history that was offensive they intentionally wanted you to be offended because that's what's so whack about outrage culture is there's so many things to be outraged with if you have to create a fake outrage there's something really wrong with you and on this particular setting by the way I will always say this you have achieved the opposite you 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 fucking clown. You have actually lessened the impact of racism, specifically anti-Semitism. By the way, as a German, you fucking imbecile. You've actually achieved the opposite of what you wanted. You've now made it seem like people just willy-nilly saying stupid things that I translated is like an an insane hate crime. And that's the thing I couldn't handle, Rich. That's why I kept saying, I'm reading these stories, like, wait wait a minute, there is no story here. Because the way I I only saw the reaction to the scandal 4 Prime League stuff, and the reaction, as you say, was like, widespread, full-spectrum condemnation. Only fans were pointing out the legit factors. Otherwise, it was non-stop, essentially because it just became, because of how they skewered the story, it became, do you like anti-Semitism? And so mm-hmm. everyone rushed to me, no, 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 I, I hate it, and I, get it out of the league! That's why, as Rich says, a really subtle thing they did there that was super fucked up was their statement. Because you know what? They did this to me. This is what ESL did to me, and to this day, Carmack will never apologise for it and pretends he wasn't involved with it. What they did was, when I dissed Poland and said it's a shit country and then made fun of Poles. Never ever, by the way, said they're like subhuman or they're like apes or they're not even fucking. Never said any of that. And by the way, spoiler, they're part of the same fucking race on some level, if you want to go by how that's done. But it was presented as I'd said the most racist thing and that all Poles were like subhuman scum, right? So what ESL did was they intentionally played into that in their statement. They didn't just say this person, you know, said something that like offended the crew. They didn't want. They said the same thing. They went, ESL stands against all Mm -hmm. cases of racism xenophobia sex well here's the problem Carmack and ESL you are directly inferring I did one of those and the worst thing is you're also bundling them all together so that if I did any of them on any level it's up to the fan they can just have a fun time and guess maybe I just said some outrageous thing about a a woman and that she should never you could infer anything they also love to do that you'll notice I've noticed here's a thing they do in esports when they want fake outrage like I said they take context out so another classic one is this when someone gets Banned for like minor flame, like just saying over and over again, like you fucking donkey jungler. They'll say something like he said toxic words, right? If you just say that in a statement, loads of people now assume. It's certain slurs against races. Now you've made that guy's crime way worse. That will actually be remembered by them if you know how news works. The first piece of media you encounter sets the narrative, and now, like, the second piece has to be about twice as compelling to overwrite that. Otherwise, the original narrative is always there for history. Rich knows this. That's why the 5.5k thing happened. It doesn't matter how many times he tells you the facts. Your brain's like, yeah, but wasn't like everyone agreeing that, like, Reggie was... In the yeah, exactly. Like, it doesn't matter what the facts are. So I find that egregious as well because, again, here's my problem. You're these fucking team. Right at the moment, we're talking about evil geniuses in LCS. Like, let's take care of mental health for our players. Nah, nah. let's do this instead. If our players fuck up, and spoiler, on the side, we're scum who don't even pay our players and fuck them up their ass, basically, metaphorically. You know what? Here's an easy way we can get rid of one of them. Let's throw them to the motherfucking wolves. Everyone, he's a racist. And you know what? Oh, he lives in Germany and play in the Prime League. He hates Jews, everyone. He fucking thinks Jews. Are... That's what they've done. That is what is inferred. Now, it's reviewed between the lines, but everyone's reading between the lines. Because, spoiler, like I said at the beginning, that's what communication is. You're trying to infer what they're actually meaning behind what they say. It's why half of arguments are like, well, he didn't actually say anything racist. Yeah, but I felt like he did. Yeah, that's the point. It's your feelings, what you're feeling That's that scenario so i found that whole thing so egregious and then let's be real let's bring it back a second because the other thing that i find so insane there's two little details here one is the whole thing of can you say subhuman? human now you're going to love this rich cuz i've got a detail that's fucking fire for you mate so remember when they do that i also had this happen to me you might remember when i said reginald specifically only for the character in a movie a fictional movie this has never a re- there has never been a talking ape i hope you know that rich that could actually speak and say like apes strong together and like plan so that's not even a real thing it's based on it's a fictional character CGI'd and I even said this character I'm going to compare to a real life human only on their character by the way that's even ironclad in court I'd be safe I'd never get fucking sued for that they, everyone went out of their way because it was a similar thing. I wasn't as big a person back then. Every person on the Internet for like a year lied and said, oh, yeah, it's really famous, actually, that um, not only did you compare him literally as an ape, he is an ape. And you said he looks like an ape, but also it's actually really famous. You see, he comes from Cambodia yeah. and we all know that they call everyone in it. Like, that's when they did the same thing, Rich, they all become this like fucked up, like fucking queer. Southeast Asian historical studies, like, fucking degree... Like, they all started pulling out all this stuff. Like, oh, everyone knows that. And spoiler, everyone lies on the internet about that. I've had this happen in America over a certain word that you know is a foodstuff in the UK still sold in shelves in cans. All the British people who are SJW said, oh, no, he's actually lying. No one ever says that word in that connection. And, it, and in fact, it's very popular to use it in the American way that you're... No, it isn't at all, of course. Again, that was complete nonsense. But the liars all come out the woodwork because it's about, by the way, let's all... Essentially, let's collectively agree to make this as bad as possible so that we're all good people for decrying anti-Semitism. Like I said, it builds up the same story. Now, the reason why that's so dodgy is this. Riot has never made any attempt to curb that behavior. None of these teams have. And they've been doing this right up to the line for years where they could get fucked in this way if you're disingenuous. So I'll tell you the best one. And you're going to love this because it literally comes back and splashes onto Darius X Machina. So here's the best one of all time. There was a guy who was called Pinoy. He played temporarily as the AD carry for Gambit, you might remember. And he got in trouble because he was streaming and he played with Keen, that NA player who was on Gravity and that. And he said something like, you are a dog. And people did the same thing. They went, ah, that's Mm. obviously racism against, insert any Asian. It's not in Koreans, but just insert any Asian. And they tried to imply that was racism, overt racism. Well, here's the problem with that. Every pro player, intentionally hyperbolic, for about eight years in the West has called each other monkeys over and over and over again. And by the way, even though, like I said before, it's not specific to Cambodia, like they said, that's probably the most famous comparison to say someone is subhuman, because by definition, apes are quite similar to humans but not human, and we consider them lower. So that's probably even the most famous one you'd stay clear of. Now, are you ready for the most banger one of all time? Not only have loads of Koreans and Westerners used this interchangeably all the time. Spoiler, half the people who come on my shores have said this in the EU West solo queue. The most crazy one of all is this. If you go back on his Twitter, oh, I love receipts, they're so fucking great, aren't they? If you go back on his Twitter, Darius X Machina ex Gazprom, does repeatedly over the years complain about this phenomenon. He says some people say it's racist. I don't think it is. But, you know, people still probably shouldn't say it and that. And he says, he gets triggered that Rush, the Korean, North, the guy who's living in NA playing for tip and that, he complains that he keeps calling people monkeys. Like, are you ready? Even though Darius himself claims it's not racist, but he's a bit triggered by him calling monkeys. His response was to directly tweet at Rush multiple times calling him a monkey, saying monkey mind. And saying you can go check these receipts, mate. You can go look at the tweets, you'll find them. Like, I, I you might have them, I don't know, to be fair, I, I got right this second, but these, this happened. So that's already insane because, as I said, that's even like a cultural thing in the Western League of Legends. Monkey is the go to insult when people are like that. That's why the guy said you have 300 apes and viewers. Yeah, what they mean is just like a fucking bunch of morons, isn't it? A bunch of idiots. It's intentionally hyperbolic, they're just idiots. It doesn't really mean, oh, I'm all the race of your viewers and I despise their one race and I hope none of them are whatever my master. He's not doing any of that, is he? Like that. Again, this beggar's belief when you actually laid out. you notice this can all only exist in text the second you start actually speaking fades away there's nothing there just it evaporates basically this guy wasn't even in the harshest way flaming while on eu west i'm guessing in a way that spoiler I bet, like, within that same week, LEC pros flamed harder than that, and did call each other monkeys, and maybe even half of them might have even made some sort of, like, you know, ethnic fucking banter about if one's from, like, fucking Serbia and the other ones. They, they'll do that shit as well, mate, and spoil it in their language. They go fucking wild, just don't translate at all, ironically. So I find this whole thing just insane, mate, and I want to tie back into this last part, because the most insane part of all of this, like I said, about the idea that, like, instead of Schalke looking after their young men and being good, and protecting, they did the opposite, they went out of their way to throw, because here's the Problem, he was the fall guy, right, Rich? As far as I can tell, because your your joke was the best one. To tie briefly into by the way, the side topic, I don't think that you should actually punish people's teammates like that. Like, oh, so he said a slightly mean thing in solo queue so you all don't get to put No, that was why the Svenskaren bands were so egregious. It's like what you should have done is this, like something like half your prize money goes to a charity of that cause, or you have to miss one game just to make a point, but not to ruin the campaign. And then after that you come out publicly, you say, I'm sorry about this, I'm gonna top to these charities. You do that usual yeah. mere culpa, right? The reason you do that though, and this is the joke. richness Nailed it on Twitter. The joke is Shalke couldn't just find him because he weren't fucking paid the cunt. That's insane. How can that be behind all this and no one have a problem with that? And spoiler, are you ready for the best part of all? Darius X Machina worked for Shalke. Nice it's yeah. nice that isn't it the, uh, so mad. Um, that whole story is so mad thing... it? like you say mate that's a rabbit all and a half that story it looks like it's nothing it's a yeah. rabbit all and half in it
2: but it's it's actually hilarious because in a couple, the last couple of off seasons Schalke have inquired about like some of my players whatever and I'd always heard these anecdotes that I thought were hyperbolic and by the way it's one of the reasons I didn't go on Twitter myself individually and be like by the way Schalke's doing this because I couldn't necessarily verify to what extent these people were saying was true but I kept hearing the same things over and over again that the gaming house was like a joke they had like akin like modern day dial up internet essentially everyone was sleeping on mattresses on the floor It, it was a mess there was like no cleaners there was no staff ever around it was just a shit show like maggots in the kitchen blah 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 and that payments were either late or just never happened and i'm just like oh, which okay. means
0: actual maggots there just in case anyone in Germany's getting a bit nervous you know <laughs> yeah, and, was uh, it another team or anything
2: yeah and i heard all this stuff and i was like okay well i'm <laughs> gonna steer you guys away from that team that's for sure whatever but i never as i said i never went public with it because i was like it's just I don't know how like real this is. And then people who actually works for Schalke when this came out said, "Uh yeah, by the way, I was a coach at Schalke and just laid it all out. It's like, yep, they don't haven't been playing players. The uh, the the living standards are disgraceful and subhuman, you might say. And yeah, just absolutely fucking ridiculous. And by the way, on that, that thing you mentioned before, every time there is a Reddit thread which is either directly about me or in some way connected to me they'll always be it's it's the same every time it's like a template you can just apply it new it doesn't matter It's someone saying oh it's that fucking rich guy and then someone will respond to this guy saying who is rich or like why do you or why do you not like rich and then they'll respond saying ha everyone knows and they won't say anything and then they'll get pushed and pushed until they're like isn't he that guy who uh threatened to get rid of that guy's house? And it's like, uh, and then and then it's oh no, he's the guy that abused players. And then someone will say, abuse players how? And then they'll be like, you know, the Sven thing. And it's like, what about the Sven thing? And it's like, Google it. It's like, brilliant, great. I've been missed, I've been misidentified as someone related to a completely different story, which happens at the start of every thread, first and foremost. And then it's Ah, I've heard that this thing Reggie's once said was negative is negative. So I can't actually see for myself anything bad other than this guy, offered this guy a really good contract. But yeah, just bad. And that's player abuse. And uh, yeah, and no, you have to Google it. because I'm literally incapable of explaining it. Every thread is actually mental. And every now and then, obviously, they'll just make up something completely random or conflate it with like a story that had nothing to do with me. But always a good read. Always a pleasant time on Reddit
1: this uh, situation really kind of it really kind of showed to me the uh i guess it I, I guess it's kind of like the situation where people just all the the original the original circumstances kind <clears throat> of got lost as time went on you know because and even from my perspective here like from what i'd heard of the story you know this guy had been He'd been toxic. He'd been flaming and and whatever, and and to an extent where his org had decided to suspend him, basically. And when I first heard about this, my initial reaction was like, "Fucking hell! How bad you have to be!" when uh for for and on eu especially how bad you have to be for someone oh, exactly to... yeah
0: he infers the opposite right he must have some really crazy like right. atomic level shit, exactly and i'm so cynical to this stuff
1: as someone who's yeah, been yeah. You know, doing content for ages i always get viewers coming like oh, i got bad for, i didn't do anything i got bad fluff it's like no bro. i've been playing this game for like 10 years i know like you can say the most you can say some egregious stuff and you'll get away with it you will but it's only when you're consistently a cunt. all right to put this put the ban hammer down on you and i just thought it was a situation like that and people were arguing like you know oh we shouldn't have been banned even though this has happened even if you said these things you shouldn't have been banned because it's not fair to teammates and i had zero sympathy because i was just like well if you're a dickhead you're a dickhead you should have thought about that before you're a dickhead even if it did like fuck up your team or something that's a you problem you know um but it's a it, you know as the the more that has kind of come out about this The more i just don't really understand because if it is the situation as has been described and you know you guys have outlined like if it really is as he said a a phrase like it's almost like a trigger phrase that you know makes it sound like he was being either racist or or whatever like bro he's french for goodness sake like he what if you ever played 10 seconds of EUS solo queue, you will have been called a dog, a monkey, subhuman, not even EUS, I'm not even trying to hype up EUS as being the most toxic thing ever. If you've played, like, even on, like, NA, wherever Absolutely. you play, any competitive game, you know, like, you will, you will receive these things. It just seems so peculiar that this is the specific, like, surely something happened for Shalka to decide... Oh, we're gonna take action here surely something happened like i just it just doesn't make any sense to me like because is just so run of the mill for what like any professional player as as you guys mentioned as well i'm sure his teammates i'm sure i'm sure like lec players have all said worse things just in that one day not even in their entire career you know you don't even have to look back that far it doesn't make any sense to me that, that they're kind of bringing this up on him i, I really don't get it like i can only imagine I mean, I don't, I don't know. I I really don't know. I mean, the max, uh,
2: the max, cynical take is as Thorin said. It's like they conceivably is an angle where they literally want to get someone off fucking payroll. Like it's Has to be such, considered. It's such a reach. Yep. It's insane. It's like, first of all, uh these I mean he's insulting him. Uh what can we use anything with it? subhuman? Well, if you translate it's like the world's biggest reach that they've then zoned in on by using this bullshit PR thing where they do a whole fucking section on discrimination and intolerance or whatever, without of course ever nailing it down to one specific thing. Mate, imagine this.
0: Soon. Imagine this week, right after this episode, Isma comes out with a story. It's just purely hypothetical speculation, obviously. He comes out with a story and he's like, I wasn't actually treated well in Shalke. They didn't pay me a more 3 months' payment. They didn't provide certain things they said they would. Do you know what every response would be like? He's just trying to get out of being racist. To get to- <sighs> exactly. That's the problem. Who benefits, as the old fucking Latin thing goes, right? Who benefits?
2: Yeah, and the thing is as well, because certain companies, depending on certain things, can pay like in arrears or whatever, they can just say, like, he he essentially could have just been told oh you've been fined the exact amount of money we owe you then what so yeah it's not even just about getting them off payroll like you can literally wipe what you're already owed like that's perfectly possible and you have this 30 day for people who don't know it's not uncommon in esports orgs to be paid in arrears which means basically a month from after you sign and then there's 30 days to pay that so in essence you can be legally paid up to 60 days essentially after the actual due date, as it were. No. And if they're, you know, a split doesn't last that long. A split, you're only signing someone for three months, regular season and playoffs. So you can basically write off everything that you owe a player if you find them, because fines are deducted from your pay slip they're not they don't process them separately there'll be a a, a little bit of literature underneath the context of the the full version of your payslip and it will say you know plus plus three thousand, 800 for violation of clause 3.1 in whatever right so yeah they could literally uh fine him drop him and not pay him for the whole split hypothetically or most of the split so who knows
1: Well, if it was uh, just to cap things off like I I feel like the issue the issue with the situation is or the scenario here is like you've been I I I think it's kind of turned the community into like a what is toxic enough to justify you know recourse um and I don't want to get to a point where I I I'm always I'm always very disappointed when uh I'm always very disappointed when it comes to, like, the community in general of excusing toxic behavior, because it's just like, bro, it's just unnecessary, like you do not need to like. <laughs> it's really not that not that hard to not be a dickhead it really isn't that it is really, true really, but is. I
0: will always say this as a famous dickhead it's not illegal to be a dickhead like that's mm. the point that you can dislike it you could, by the way you could even say things like maybe a my team I wouldn't sign players like that or I don't want that culture that's all true but I even think you could spin it the other way and say this like one of the things I hate is I also think this is also prompted by the way there's another thing about Germany fans in other countries won't know Germany has a terrible history with spots because of the FPS games being the first one. It's basically, they, it was semi-verboten. Oh, that's a word in German, isn't it? And also, it just meant that, like, esports will never properly be recognised by the government because there's this, like, perception that it's connected to school shootings from the FPS games that people don't know. So Germany already, I'm sure they're already on edge about any sort of political thing, and in this case, especially if it ties into their somewhat checkered fucking history. But I think the sad thing about this is, this happens all the time, in my opinion, in esports, like outrage-seeking, looking for a thing to magnify and to be worse, because everyone's told constantly by all the Western media like gamers are all toxic cute, hu- trash humans are all scum and so it's like everyone's going out there waiting back like, no no but I'm not though I'm not one of those like I'm one of the good ones it's like that's the wackest community of all time a real community will be the opposite it'll be like first of all we utterly reject anyone in a position of authority who lies about our community and says we're all toxic trash and idiots and losers and also when we know someone only did something dickish but not up to the line of being outrageous we're gonna actually point out the context and defend this person because he's in our community he's one of us he is us basically so? If, the point is, unless he actually has done something really egregious, why would we like make an example of him? I've always hated that phrasing, by the way. I've never found a single scenario which making an example of someone ever made sense. As far as I can tell, it's just code word for I'm not going to actually waste my time policing people, so just kill the first guy and hope no one else does it. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to That's add it, on? Oh,
1: good. You <laughs> Rich. You want to say anything else? You swords. So all right. And that's going to be it for our topics
0: of the day. I just hope my logs um, never come out. <laughs> you put, you, yeah. You'll never find my account, but I hope them not logs never come out. <laughs> Actually, no,
1: I would this love logs. I really. Here's would. the thing
0: you can imagine. I obviously am smart enough that I, I haven't said any yet, but I definitely like pretty sweet. Like if subhuman's the end of the world, <laughs> I definitely tell people like their intelligence is below a certain amount. Oh, of course, yeah. I, uh,
2: course. Uh, in part, I haven't played League for like a long time, but when I used to, first of all, I was. Outrageous, not like you know, racist, sexist stuff, whatever, but like going in on as hu- shit talking, yeah. yeah, yeah hard of course. As, 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 that as, was half the because, game
0: back in the day, yeah. shit talking, yeah. And I've
2: never, I have never, this, and this by the way is just how a shit riot system is. I've never received as much as a chat ban. And secondly, the uh, the one of the people I used to play with a lot, he still plays league or whatever, he is ridiculous, like and. I mean he does say stuff that is of an ilk let's say and this guy is on a level five every fucking season it's insane like i don't i don't get it i actually do not get it this guy's never banned anything so i don't know what the riot's auto filter system is or whatever but this guy apparently it doesn't even
0: seem like it actually catches real no, slurs sometimes mate. you know what i mean
2: well the thing is if especially if it's like british people are like saying things and shortening yes. words and being it yes. all goes under like it all goes yeah. under the radar it's ridiculous so yeah I am not sure what they're doing at Riot H- HQ but uh all the toxic little british cunts are getting away with it
1: <laughs> That was the my the first competitive game I got into was uh CSS that yeah, was source and let me tell you i always oh, I
0: bet it was wild as fuck in the uk it, back it, then man. it
1: was it if was you don't pretty...
0: know even when you were in that game this is why i say it, rich's take makes perfect sense in that game when you would play like a scrim or a gather with people even if they were your friends you would tell them to kill themselves and stuff yeah. all the time and like oh you shit in the game get out we're gonna smash you all at land like that was like that's yeah. all all people did was say stupid wrestling level yeah. shit. of course
1: it was it was it was, it was wild. To me. It was I, all about was oh, fuck my... your
0: mom of course everything <laughs> yeah. yeah everything it was it was absolutely <laughs> mental stuff
1: and you, you get the quietest kids in voice chat you know, absolutely. On, on vent and stuff and then all these like, keyboard warriors just like what the fuck? <laughs> where did this oh I knew out? it was
0: all just typing as well like you yeah, say exactly yeah. when you went to the voice conference, it was normal people Apart they? From
2: yeah, on yeah. source there were those open mic servers right and it was always the same you go on like one of those office 24 7 servers which had all the little kid hackers or whatever and people just spamming n-word binds like just oh. running around rage botting Mate, those were the those were the real gaming days. <laughs> <laughs> those were the those days. are the real times, yeah. All this fucking yeah. shitty fluffy stuff going on now, no, no. CS CS Source Office 24/7 Hackfest. Kid You'd always M-word. get
1: your 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 intro like I don't know. Yeah, ha- I don't know what you can call it, like an intro screen. Yeah. Oh, and it blasted shitty like music. music. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Awful. I remember that. It was like, what was it? Oh, there was Mate. one with um. I can't remember.
2: But yeah. You know what's what? Sorry, really? So, you know what's really wild? is like one game I, I really like to play just to like chill out if I've got like 10, 15 minutes, but then I have to do some real shit, whatever, is surf, right? I love surfing on mm. Counter Strike. And what's mental mm. is I'll join like thinking about going on this you know just quick serene little course and just flicking off these super smooth ramps and it's almost like you know meditation or something right join the server and it's like (laughs) like neon lights edm music as 100 decibels it's like what's going on that came here to surf and my ears are being
1: assaulted without fail every single time every single server i love that and we're having to spend so long downloading assets for the server, oh, which right. were are like, what even is this? Like, come on. Anyway, enough of us reminiscing about the good old days. Uh, we're almost done here on Side Select, but we've got one more thing to talk about. It's Rich's favorite time. Uh, it's it's the Who Wins Forfeit. Uh, well, it's not the forfeit, because you've already done the forfeit, if I'm not mistaken. Might as well skip tweets. to that point yeah. <laughs> already. True. True. Um, we're starting a fresh hit. This is the first two wins. Uh, it's the first to three and usually rich speed runs this to a zero and three finish so
2: i'm excited to see no you know o- the worst o- o- thing o- i think i could be wrong i think i got reverse swept first the time the first one I? was three two? two and then it was a three yeah. Two, yeah i think i was either i was either two nil up or i was definitely at least two one up and then yeah happens all right
1: well third time's a charm you never know
2: stranger things have happened we'll see what you can do this time around
1: at this time we're predicting uh who's going to win the lcs so you have three teams still in contention eg 100 thieves and uh and cloud9 you guys are going to pick different ones i hope because you can't pick the same one that would completely break the entirety of integrity of this who wins segment uh, and you're going to tell me why so thorin who are you picking to win it all
0: i will say this is actually a really difficult playoffs to predict because basically out the three teams that are left even though they had a dodgy end to the split, the the first team should have been EG. They actually were the team that everyone said, like, had the read and the meta, the players are all all awesome, blah, blah, blah. They also had all the hype, you know, they won the last split. But actually, like, I already thought they would be third anyway now. But what's hilarious is, The reason why the joke is the whole topic with that Danny guy could have been its own topic that could have gone really deep as a rabbit hole is because there's some behind-the-scenes rumblings if you look at who they might be replacing him with as an emergency sub who was never listed on their team. And the entire thing looks like violations all over the place and LCS just changing the rules for evil geniuses hashtag live evil like as far as i can tell this might actually be a fucking upgrade at the position and might actually make them be able to win the game because the other guy danny his champion pool was utterly fucked for what we've ended with the meta on right now that is really really fucking sketchy the idea you lose what people would have told you is your one of your best players and you could potentially be better at the game that should almost be impossible there's something really wrong so i will just say eg is basically impossible possible to predict maybe they're actually going to be better but if i look at what they did before with the daddy i think they won't be winning i would have them as the not win so i think it's between 100 thieves and cloud nine personally problem with 100 thieves was until they lost in the upper bracket to Cloud9 they looked like they were going to win the LCS they actually looked like they got their shit together looking good in playoffs beating people but then they just inexplicably lost to Cloud9 and that's why through process of elimination I have to come to Cloud9 on the basis A they haven't lost a series B I actually think reminiscent of Cloud9 last year in summer it's like they just got it together with the playoff series because the one thing I do think is a positive about the American system having 8 teams in a full double elim limb with no seeding drop you just drop down the lower bracket is it means that, like, by the time you finish the playoffs, even when you win the playoffs, like, if Cloud9 wins now, they'll play something like four series, four best of fives. And obviously, if you went lower, you could play like up to like eight or nine or something. Like, in that world, like, I guess he can't, he can maybe play six or seven. But anyway, mm. the point is, you can play so many games, like playing another split. So in the yeah. same way as you would never judge someone on by week one of a split in week seven, people are doing that now. Like, they're still thinking like, but Jensen wasn't that good in split. This- that was ages ago, mate. Yeah. That was like four years ago. You talk- so actually, the joke is, Cloud9 have sort of like played themselves into some sort of form. And actually what's mad is, even though Jensen's far away not like some MVP or something, he's looking good finally. He's got his champion ball. In the top lane, Fudge has actually turned around for, I thought he was being fairly shit in the season. He's half-decent now. He's got champion pool again. Blabber was always Blabber, but He was going to have some games he carry, He just looked a bit off. And then I would say the bot lane angle... I already Berserker was arguably the best anyway the, and basically the meta is just slapping him in his fucking face like the Zeri and stuff is exactly what you wanted him on anyway so I just think if you look at it 100 Thieves is good but I just think Cloud9 is actually just too dangerous now and it looks like like I don't know how they won any of those series so I think they're just getting better and better and better I think they're just going to win the LCS which by the way will also make that Bjergsen team look mm. so fucking hilarious but we'll wait and see if it happens we'll wait and see first
1: against <laughs> revenge what about you rich who's uh who's taking all for you
2: yeah so I I kind of ruled out well I shouldn't rule them out because again this is one where if any of these three teams win I'm not going to be bowled over like oh, oh God, no exactly. that it is sufficiently close um I'm going to go pure narrative and the narrative I'm going for is 100 thieves on the basis that apparently but keep in mind that all these teams are like you know in similar positions they're all looking similarly strong you could say but apparently uh 100 thieves are just looking absolutely mega in scrims i'm just going full narrative here the thing is with with cloud nine is that as soren said it's like jensen actually to me is looking pretty good actually in the playoffs and by the way some ts some tsm fan on twitter tried to convince me that bjergsen was better than jensen because He'd, like, laned a bit better against JoJo or something in, like, their series. By the way, I went back and checked this. First of all, it wasn't even true. Literally wasn't even true. And Bjergsen lost lane, like, every time. Secondly, Bjergsen played Talia in, like, three of the fucking games. It's like, literally picking for lane and still losing. So, whatever. Jensen looks decent. Fudge looks fine. Berserker, for my money, is just the best player in the league. So, if this guy can be enabled enough games in a series, then... I guess they should win. But I just trust uh 100 Thieves the most. I trust the players that they have. Some days, you know, the thing is, it's like, I almost get Impact vibes from, like, some of their players, which is ironic because Impact's still in the fucking tournament, right? He's on EG. But I just trust the players across the board on 100 Thieves the most. They've been there. They've won. In theory, I think they are probably still, like, the best team. The, the, the loss to Cloud9 was a surprise somewhat, which, again, you can say is Cloud9 reaching their full potential or it can be fake data or anything in between i'm just going with who's done it who do i trust i think all the narratives are way back of you know Abadagi being a choker and like don't exist on any level shape or form whatsoever and uh i think that they're just as i said it's also somewhat a scrim narrative because the scrim narrative is they're hot shit so i'm gonna say them they'll play cloud nine i don't trust eg because i think when you change ad carry even though potentially uh you know it can be an upgrade side grade downgrade it doesn't matter essentially you're changing a key piece and that needs time to adjust and i think they don't have enough time to adjust so and yeah by the way that ruling thing we won't get into it obviously but i mean it just looks like it just looks like straight corruption on the face of it, I mean, just straight up. There are very specific rules. Those have not been adhered to at all. They've allowed to play a sub who was not registered in time. It's like if Barcelona hadn't registered, you know, La Liga was never going to allow Barcelona to start La Liga or not take part in La Liga because they didn't have registered players. That was always going to happen. But at the same time, everyone knew it wasn't allowed and what was happening was clear bending of the rules. So it's the same thing. Riot was never going to allow them to be crippled as a result. They want to have the best... You know, uh, product on display, and that wasn't going to be tanked by someone having some mental health problems and having to step out. But yeah, I'll, I'll say hundred thieves. Too many unknown factors on on the EG making the swap, and I trust them more than Cloud Nine.
1: All right, hundred thieves for Rich, Cloud Nine for Thorin. I'm gonna take EG because they're the only ones left. Even though I I don't have anything. Hey, Everyone has, that has that a chance has on, on this, portrait? Portrait. this oh, one, Dory. This one is a
0: crapshoot. dory. worry.
1: It feels like, well, crap your expertise there, Thorin, because you just, you let Rich choose one, you take the other one, and then you win. So. You
0: exactly. Because <laughs> the best part element. about that is it's like I'm sort of in his head, aren't I? So he's like, well, he it's only, he won't a bit. Exactly, that's the best part about that. By the way, as soon as it stops working, I'll stop that strategy. Don't worry.
2: <laughs> okay, okay. Good you know, stuff. the saddest uh, thing is, is I, there have been certain times in certain weeks where I've had, like, some spare time or whatever, and I've hypothesized about forfeits, it's all meaningless really isn't it (laughs) Just, just completely wasted energy and time some of it's been really creative as well but you know maybe I should put that into something useful who knows I was gonna say sometimes I I fantasize
1: about marrying I was gonna say some famous person, but I don't know who the kids find attractive nowadays. So I was gonna say Lindsay Lohan, but that's showing my age, isn't it?
0: That's a mad fucking old bitch, <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. She hasn't
1: been good for what like, fifteen no, years on our channel. Nor have I, mate. So it's fine. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Match <laughs> made in heaven. And on that bombshell, we're gonna say goodbye. Thanks so much for watching, guys. We'll see you next time.